Go. Tonight we watched The Descendants, a sort of tragic comedy. And uh, let's identify the four through lines. The overall story is the big picture, so what's going on that everybody in the story is concerned with. So it's, it's with all, everyone, not just the main character. The wife. They're attesting to, to the uh, uh, death of uh, Elizabeth. Okay, now, is everybody in the story concerned about that? Has, has well, to do with the perpetuities oh. and the land. That's, yeah. That's what our main character is concerned yeah. with, and his immediate family, but everybody else is concerned about, you know, the title, the descendants. The, who are the descendants of? Uh, okay. Hawaiian princess. They're the king family, mm -hmm. and they are descendants of Hawaiian royalty and own this huge chunk of Hawaii somewhere. Um, and, in Kauai. Uh, in Kauai, yeah. Right. Kauai. One, one of the more, more pristine islands, yeah. Right. Right now. So, um, so what is, so everybody's concerned, what about that? Will they or won't they sell? Yes. Well, what they're going to well, get. What they're going to get. Right. Well, I think that's subsequent to are they going to sell it? Yeah. And yeah, to boom and all of that. So, but it's, yeah. it's all about what's going to happen with the the um, family property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the deal. It's uh, there's re there there really are four objective story threads. I think um, because the uh, the the you know Elizabeth uh, you know the wife slash mother slash friend who's dying is definitely you know definitely has a cast of characters around it. There's there you've got the 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 land sale. You've got the affair. <laughs> you've got the dying wife slash mother, and, and and then you've got you know basically the family yeah. uh, dynamics, which you know yes that's overlaps with the subjective story, but you know it's it's not completely subjective. There, there's 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 kind of an object objective uh, uh, view on that as well. And uh, so what is in the family? What is the problem? Um, the problem is 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 you know, figuring out how how to be a fan. It's 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 the sudden you know single father. Uh, okay, syndrome. that's him. That's that's him. But you know, yeah, everything you know, about how does, every, everything about that is sort of about him being becoming a single parent. There's the the, the younger daughter as well as the older daughter. There's and the, and the grandfather. Um, uh, and oh. so just the. Go, go, ahead, go ahead. What if it was, for the family, what if it was about lies? For instance, Elizabeth, she lied. Um, the husband lied to himself. The daughter was dealing with her mother's lies. The father is dealing with his daughter's lying because he thinks his daughter's great. And then the real estate agent, of course, is lying. So it's a lot of lies on everyone's part in the family. Lies and family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so I mean the the land part is part of the family stuff too, so it's all it's all family related mess of, of different scales and different relatives, but it seems to to be about that. Okay. Now what about who's our main character? What's Matt King. Matt King. Matt King. Oh, I thought it was George. <laughs> it, it is. He is the king. <laughs> Matt King, called GC, George Putty. Okay. And what is he dealing with, personally? 
He, he's doing I'm not even going to look at you. <laughs> He's dealing with uh, his wife's death. Uh, he's dealing with trying to keep his family together and really get to know his uh, his daughters when he's always been kind of an absentee father. Um, moving from being you know a second string player as a parent to being first string. Um, he's also basically uh, head of the family when it comes to this trust. So he's got to deal with the whole dynamic of. Right. Well that's, cousins. that's up there. Yeah. That's sort of in that big picture. Yeah. So that's his role up there, mm -hmm. but him personally, which those cousins don't I'd really care about. I'd say dealing about. with a dysfunctional family, because as they start out, they're dysfunctional. I mean, yeah. they're Right, but, yeah. but think, him personally. I think he's I mean, dealing, I, I think you've yeah. got it. I just want to... Well, I'd say in some ways, he, he thinks of himself as a guy with lots of integrity and assumes the people around him act with integrity, and then he finds out his wife has been lying about this whole affair. So it's it's a lot of shifting in who do I trust and what's really been going on that I don't know about. So a lot of questioning things he hadn't really questioned much before. I also think it's dealing with leadership and showing up. Like he hadn't accepted the role as father, as husband, so he let everyone else kind of make that decision. And same thing with his cousins. They were making the decision. So he had to step up and show up and be the leader that he needed to be in all the situations. Okay. That's a, that's, that's a nice characterization. I like that. Okay. Who, hmm. So who is the, the influence character in this? Who is the one that's forcing Elizabeth. George to deal with his personal stuff? Elizabeth. Who is? His, his wife is dying. Is okay. coming to his wife? Is there... I don't know if she's a Z or an S, but... That's the older daughter. I thought it was the daughter, too. Okay, and there's the older daughter and the younger daughter. Alex, yeah. Yeah. The Alex daughter. is the older daughter? Yeah, yeah. Alex. Alex is the older one. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow. But is she not just... Alex. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Right, we, have to first, we have to first identify the candidates, and then we can narrow it down based on other factors. Although she's a change character too, Alex says. She starts well, we'll, out one we'll, we'll get to that. We'll figure. It, we'll worry about that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, any other? Or they seem to be the two nominees. <laughs> well, it, it can it can be a single person, or it can be a series of people, or a group of people, providing they all sort of share the same perspective on life. I don't think these two share the same perspective no, on life. No, no. Um, I mean, and I, Scotty... But they do have, they might have the same influence on on um, Matt. So that it's really, the influence character is, has this impact, has this influence over um, the main character, so that the main character who's, uh, who can't sort of just shuffle off their personal issues, they sort of constantly bring them back to the fore. Um, Okay, so, what is the relationship between Matt and Elizabeth? What kind of relationship? Husband and wife. Husband and wife, but... Contentious. Failed. Kind of distant because... Yeah, failed marriage. Yeah. Failed marriage, yeah. I mean, failed, failed. marriage in, in all senses of <laughs> that. Yeah, it's Well, I mean, he even says, right, at the very, I mean, it's interesting, right, at the very beginning of the movie, he sets up 
all of his personal parameters first. So you know the emphasis is going to be on the main character and all this stuff about the property. It's mentioned too, but it's clearly secondary to him, his wife, his immediate family, and then there's, oh yeah, I've got all these cousins and we're descendants of this long, you know, long line from the, a Hawaiian princess, yeah, yeah. the last Hawaiian princess. Um, okay, so now what is Matt's relationship to, the, to Alex? What kind of relationship is it that's, you know, more than just perfunctory? I mean, obviously he's, it's father, father and daughter, but... Uh, She's the instigator. She kind of instigates things basically by telling him what's going on. Okay. She, she, she's in an institution at the beginning, and getting her out of it is challenging, and so sort of, yeah, she definitely. But this is going to be—it's not going to be a logistical problem. It's going to be it'll, the the relationship is where the heart is, is where the emotion sits, not where the logic. Logic, you know, the logistics that you know, getting her, going and picking up his daughter, who is is a logistical issue. She could have been in the house, and it wouldn't have made us. A story meaning change. It would have just been okay. It's a different, different one. I mean, it's just well, you she know, you've got her this. Mother. She hates her mother, and I guess he has a hard time with that. So there's two different views. Because early on, he he doesn't know about the affair, so he doesn't hate her yet. But the daughter already knew about it, so he's he learns pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the pacing of the movie, you know, the amount of time between the beginning and when he finds out from her what's going on really is not very far into the story. You know, the story moves at a very measured pace, and as I said earlier, an island pace. So the fact that it's a, the amount of time is not as important as how much of the story has actually developed. And by the point that, that uh, he finds that out, it's a really important point, but it's pretty consistent with what's already been established. He's already been separated not literally, but uh, effectively from his wife. He's been absent, an absent father, an absent husband, you know, and he's been work, he's been, you know, working and gone. And it starts off with, with the, the event that, you know, traumatizes uh, his wife, and then we pick up where him sort of putting work aside for the moment, and you know, reality, family reality is, okay, I've got to come in here and what the heck do I do? You know, how do I, how do I deal with this family? I, I don't have the skills. I haven't been around. She did it all. Okay. So, I mean, the, re the relationship has to be with, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's trying to, he's trying to be a grown-up. He's trying to be responsible, but she's, you know, she's defiant, you know, always being defiant against authority. Just being defiant, and uh, um, uh, and so it's just it's just that that dynamic, the rebellious teenager and the the father just trying to. But is she rebellious? I thought I, after she tells him, is she rebellious after that point? Well, she, she isn't that she, an attribute of his absence when he was gone. She was rebellious to the mother. I mean, that's sort of. I mean, it's, what she reminds him of his wife. That's what, right. That's her impact on him. Right. Um, okay. I saw their roles. Well, you see that you see that she is an ersatz representative, yeah. and she's the one 
who's constantly bringing up what essentially acting in Elizabeth's stead. But when you look at what she is and her ideas, they're not of, of much consequence except as it relates to his wife. When she says things about his wife or relates things about his wife, that's what really bothers him. That's what really pushes his button. You know, he is, he is, a, he is someone who likes to, he's kind of going with the flow. He doesn't, you know, really resist much of anything and, and suddenly he's put in a position where that's not going to work anymore because the person who's been cleaning up after him and handling, handling the logic, logical part of his life is not only gone, but then all the trust issues start happening. And yes, and Alex is the one who actually reveals most, a good portion of what Elizabeth thought, did, you know, who she did it with, all of that. She's, you know, a great source of information. And, um, but I don't think he, I don't think she reminds him of the wife. I think oh, he just. Oh, yeah, he says it. Oh, he does? He, he says, says you're just, just like your mother. Well, he says, you know, um, uh, in, in mostly good ways, and the other ways we'll see. Right, well, but that's exactly, he's saying you're you're just like her. Okay. And then she yeah. kind of gives which a affirmation. Yeah. She affirms it later on when she's sitting there talking to her mother, so she won't always be like her, and she says, I am like you. Right, okay, so that means it's essentially these both collectively are, for all intents and purposes, from an impact on him, the same type of impact. So what that means is that you can, we'll see in the, as we start going through this, we'll see that um, they're going to be consistent in perspective and effect on the, in the, on the uh, main character. And, I mean, she's the one who represents, her rebelliousness does sort of, you know, underline the failed marriage, the fact that she's had to be, you know, she's been sent off to school is sort of part of that, the, the fact that she's, all of, a lot, many things that he is not, she knows what to do and points out what he's lacking. Um, those are also elements that, that uh, again, his wife, if she was there, you can imagine her doing <coughs> the same thing. Well, the wife, too, sent her off to school because in that one outburst in the room, you know, she talks about how she was sent off to school instead of being dealt with or whatever. Right. So she very much feels that uh, she was uh, just trundled off someplace. Right, so which again, it just, it undermines his absenteeism yeah. You know, his not not being present for anybody in his life except business. Okay, so from a main character, we're gonna switch over to talk about some dynamics now. These are questions about um, sort of how things flow and I'll explain them as they go as we go. The first four questions are with in relationship to the main character. So these are about Matt King and his personal journey, his personal growth. Uh, so the first question is, the main character is all, change or steadfast? Does Matt King, is Matt King fundamentally changed by the end of the story, or is he pretty much the same kind of person in, as he was at the end, accounting for the fact he's going to grow, but is, you know, the issues that he's dealing with at the beginning, would he deal with them the same way at the end, the same way, that's a steadfast character, or would he actually deal with them in a different way, that would be a changed character. So the, so 
Which one and why? And why? The reason why is that at first he is really pissed off at her, and and later at the end of the movie. He kisses her and he tells her that he loved her and and um, so he he changes it in that way. Okay, and that that and the the being okay with her would probably be more indicative of something else, which we'll get to. Um, it might be a change, but what else do what else? But I do want to point something out, though. Uh, yes, he's 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 mad at her. But he's mad at her, not at the beginning of the story, at the very beginning of the story, uh, after the inciting incident of her, you know, injury. Yeah. Um, he's sitting there in voiceover saying, I'm ready to be a good f- husband and a good father. It's one of the first things he says in voiceover. It's, or he's sitting there thinking that, you know. And, uh, and, 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 and given that, given that opening on his character through line, I think uh, he's kind of steadfast on that point, and and it manifests in his being able to basically forgive her. Uh, I, I mean, the, the the other lady coming in saying "I forgive you," but not really, yeah, yeah. Uh, helped push him a little bit closer to, you know, uh, but but forgiving her for for what he learned about her, but still at the end uh, staying true to that sort of promise that he would be a good husband and father, or or he's ready to become that. Okay, but he was okay. He was saying that, but he didn't really understand what the issues were. Right, but but the intention, I think, again, I'm I'm looking at that sort of intention that I think is uh, that I think is 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 the the same from beginning to end. It just changed form in the process. Well, I was thinking that he's more of a changed character for the simple fact of think how he behaved in the beginning. He's passive, um, but at the end of the movie, he changes to become a more in, in a way that he's going to um, behave towards situations in life and family and so forth. He's going to become more active, it seems like. And that's what I was thinking. I mean, obviously, he changed in regards to of an arc, but I feel like he would. Well, that's why. That's why this question really just says, just look at the ends. Yeah, the, I feel the like middle is going to be different. The, the, the way he would have approached the situation, whatever it was, at the beginning of the movie versus the way he would approach it at the end, it seems like he would be, he'd actually show up a little bit more for life. And and how do we how do we know that? I think there's 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 some I think some big indicators in there. He kisses her. He kisses her. That's that's fine. But you know he loved her at the beginning too. He didn't like what she did. He didn't like the fact that he was gone and. He was sort of made a fool of himself, but he wasn't there, so the sort of part of the blame is his own, which is part of the problem. That's he he owns part of it. That's why he understands that. Well, the ending scene with them in the couch, they they were this was now a family unit. You know, the, the final scene there. Okay, that's that's part of it. I do want to make a comment I think about he was, that. Uh, hesitant at first, you know. Like he was well, at the beginning, he didn't know what to do, and he didn't even know. Somebody before, oh sorry, what we were talking ahead. about, just defining the through line. Yes, yeah, somebody before said he went from a second string parent to the first string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was when he become. Were, yeah, that's one of the big. I guess maybe that's one of the big. Yeah, he, he stepped becomes, up. He, he stepped becomes up. more active versus being a reactive yeah, right. character. Yeah, he becomes so. more proactive, like the thing he did with the. Um, first of all, trying to find the guy that was the. Um, and then after that, 
Then he decides, you know, instead of first he's going to destroy everything by kissing the wife and you know all that stuff, and then he decides no. But in all of this, you can see him making his own decision and deciding he's going to, you know, be more assertive. And then of course the payoff is when he has the um, uh, the property, and then he says no, we're not going to do this. Right. I think that's the that's the telling. It's that. I, he he has something where, I, I think that's where you see the effect of the unique ability where yeah. the, right, the critical flaw where you have the main character can, really affect whether or not in the big picture things end successfully or not. They have sort of a key, and I think that what you see with him is that he actually it goes from being a an absentee parent to actually really, being being the involved parent, owning it. Um, which is his issue, yeah, you know. It's a, it, you know, it's really slowly. That he says, "Oh, I'm here for you now." He's doing work. He just happens to be physically in the room with her after it's sort of too late, you know. So it, it's sort of he, he he gets it home, gets home, and he goes, "What do I do? I don't know what to do. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm. How do I handle this?" And of course, know? the and final scenes, the payoff, Chris where you have the two kids and, you know, they've got, they're sharing the ice cream dishes and stuff like that and the blanket. And right, it's a, again, you, Richard talked about not only he's more present, he's there, he's more active, okay. he takes charge. And he's more open to them, too, at the same time. Yeah, I, th I mean, I All think... Right. Well, well, but, but one, th one thing that struck me, and this is the second time I saw it, about that last scene, because I remember when I saw it the first time, I was, gonna, I was thinking... It kind of just ended, you know. It seemed like there there was another beat that needed to be there. But what I saw this time was it was a very subtle move. Uh, you know, uh, he's just he's sitting there with Scotty, and Alex comes in the back and, and is from the back and is very intentionally directed in a certain way. She comes in, she stops, and you think she's about to, you know, say something very, you know. Impulsive or defiant, or you think she's about to say something, do something, and she goes, no, "All right, I'll just sit down," and uh, um, and they all just sit together, okay? Um, which uh, I again, and I could be talked out of this, but it felt to me like she may have been from that the change character, or at least that's what the author's intent might have been—that she uh, sort of changed her approach because she sort of you know, was was going to just be part of the family rather than rebel against being part of the family. I, the reason I would interpret it the other direction is that I think that what she rebelled against was his, who he was at the beginning. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah. you're not here. You don't even know why I've been doing all these things. I have, you know, because he's blaming her for things that she's not saying, getting into a fight and sort of becoming estranged with his wife, not realizing that she was protecting him and you know, because of what her she found out her mother was doing, so, and then she starts attacking him because he's basically like you're just you're clueless. And at the end, he's there, so there's no more tension. It's like oh, he's okay. he's here now. He, this is the person that I wanted. To, yeah, he's caught up to the family. You know, that's that's what I think that was supposed to be. And I think it was specifically in there so that it would draw attention to. The fact that there's no more tension, right? You know that that's together. that it's like, kind of like a bookend, except for the fact that 
you know, we're on him, and we see how she reacts, and she's like, okay, she just assesses it, and goes, no, oh, no tension, let's, you know, we're, we're, we're there. Okay. Because that was what she always wanted. Remember, that's, the, that's exactly what she, she'd been trying to protect him, trying to keep the family together, and, and saw her mother as this agent for destroying things, even though the father was absent, you know, just because they're so, so much alike. Okay. Now, one of the things recent, you might have heard what he was talking about, when the main character changes, the influence character remains steadfast. And when the main character remains steadfast, the influence character changes. So there's always a change character in your story, and there's always a steadfast character. The question well, is, which one is which? So she's more of a Alex is more then becomes more of a steadfast character. Right, and and uh, certainly Elizabeth said, certainly does. Right. Oh, Elizabeth off screen. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, it, but Elizabeth represents this part of his life, this way of living that just. You know that he was blind to, literally, completely blind to it. It was there. Ever everybody else saw it. He did not, and he wouldn't see it because it was it was right there. And he was interpreting everything so it didn't end up going in that direction. So he wouldn't have to deal with, okay, I'm going to have to sort of I'm going to have to prioritize my family higher rather than keeping work higher than my my family sort of in the background. Uh, the fact that Elizabeth cannot change because she's in a coma, she has to be a steadfast character. No, no, because you could easily have someone come in and say, well, you know, the last time I saw Elizabeth, she said she was going to break all this up and she was going to actually talk to you about, you know, seeing about bringing the family together or maybe somehow working it out. So you can actually, again, she didn't say anything the whole time. It was always attributed to her. So you can have anybody attribute whatever it is to her. And you, that's why you've got, you know, Alex acting as the surrogate for Elizabeth, saying things about her, to saying what she did, what she said, what, what Elizabeth said, what Elizabeth thought, um, what somebody felt about Elizabeth, you know, that's who Elizabeth was doing it with, you know. So she was sort of giving him all the information as, instead of him asking Elizabeth. You know, it's a, it's a roundabout way, and it takes, to make it sound natural, it takes a lot more words, a lot more conversations, because you don't want to be really too spot on. You know, I want to be on the nose on that, because it'll be really ham-handed and obvious. Um, so the answer is, uh, a character in a coma is not necessarily automatically steadfast. Right, just oh. like someone who's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to make them a steadfast character, but you don't need to. Because, you know, the character, it's really about what you reveal about the character as the story develops. Because a character, you can say, here's what I know about the character. And then someone else says, oh, well, I saw them a couple weeks later, and this is the way they thought about it differently. Well, I saw them even later, and they thought about it completely different. And by the time I saw them, they were a different person. So, I mean, that's completely okay. And so, I'm sure you've seen some stories where it's about a, you know, it's a eulogy or something about someone who's dead. Who everybody seems to think about them as a certain way, and by the end of the story, it's like they're this completely different person than than everybody thought they were. So, I mean, that's a, that's that's a, and if you have a main character and people are attributing that change to the main character, then then the main character is their steadfastness was the thing that forced the change in the 
in this other character, although the main character wasn't aware that that was going on. I mean, you could do it. It's tricky, but it, it's possible. Okay, so now I don't think this is a a leap of faith story. I don't think he he. I mean, there's a little bit of moment whether or not with with regards to the the overall story of whether or not he's going to sell or not and to whom which is the closest thing to a leap of faith, but I don't think that was really, that was, that was an overall story thing. I think this is somebody about, a story about someone who has changed over the course of events. It's not a, you know, come to Jesus moment, I've got to pick this way or that way. I don't think it has that kind of, it's not, it doesn't develop as that kind of story. It's one where gradually Matt goes from being an absent parent to a present parent and you know, you can't say exactly when it happens, but it, it sort of gels. By, by the end, you go, oh, yeah, he's definitely that way. And that's that, that shot you're talking about sort of brings it to our attention. Can I insert here? Just sure. To not exactly play devil's advocate, but the, initially I was thinking it was steadfast, and this is the reason why. With the exception of the, of the descendants and the whole case with the land, I thought his character was the exact same the whole way through because everything that when he was passive, it was all before the movie started. He started off saying he wanted to be more active in their lives, and the whole time he's trying to make that happen. So I felt like throughout the entire film, we see him doing one thing, trying to be the person that he was supposed to be. Versus, so this whole time, to me, he's very active. But we only hear about him being passive through the past events or what Alex says and what other people say. So for me, from his beginning, like from the first shot to the last shot, it's actually the same person. It's just that it all fell into place. But the part with the descendants where he actually actively says, no, we are Hawaiians also, to me that was changed. So I'm still like a little iffy on the whole yeah, thing. Well, well the, the thing that happens with the descendants part, that's actually not the question of change or steadfast. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be, okay. we'll, we'll get, to, get to that. But uh, that's a different question. It'll make more sense when I get there. Okay, um, okay well, that's why I put change under, but, uh, you know. But that's, that's similar to the argument I made I initially. Think so, yeah. um, so I, I think it's, yeah. Uh, it's now, I mean, we, ha we tend to have this problem with George Clooney's main character <laughs> movies anyway. He tends to be very low-key, no matter what he's doing. Well, especially he, now, Alexander Payne movies, too, which yes. are pretty character have a lot of character complexity to them. Right. About so Schmidt nothing and, you know, nothing is black or white. Nothing right. is, you know, one extreme or the other. Everything is just, is it a little light gray or is it a little dark gray? You know, is it this tick of side of change or a little thick stick of yeah. steadfast? Yeah. Um, Agreed. All right. So let's look at the approach, doer or beer. Is, is he someone who is more likely as a preference is Matt more likely to solve personal problems by doing something, by changing the world around him, or by changing himself, by you know changing his attitude or his, his um, behavior? I, I go for doer because uh, he, he's actually doing things. Can you give some examples? Uh, well, he. Uh, he he arranges that that uh, go, going to the different islands and and uh, he gets involved with his his uh, children and and, uh, and corrects them. Uh, well, think about think about it in terms of what what's happening to him personally. So it has to do with his wife. 
So what? Given you're, I think you're on the right track. I just we need we need examples that are more about him personally, because this is the main character group approach, not what's going on in the overall he, story. Well, he's in, in, in uh, trying to find out more more about what uh, she's doing, uh, or she was doing. Right? Can you yeah. think of examples of that? Well, he, he, he goes to the, to the, to, the, to uh, her lover and and and. And get pissed off. Uh, right, he tracks down the boyfriend. He well, the goes, immediately goes to his sister-in-law. Or yeah, as soon as he finds out, the first thing he does is yeah, he shoes and you know, runs. Hooks it on down to his sister-in-law. It's like, what do you know about this? Yeah, you know, a perfect yeah. example. I mean, that's that is a doer. A doer is someone who you know they try to solve the problem. Yeah. In the real world. But there's there are several <laughs> counterexamples. Okay. Okay. Like when he gets the phone call, uh, you know, he shows the, the number on the on the cell phone. Uh, he just he shows it to Alex. She's the one who grabs the phone and answers it. All right. Um, uh, and, and 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 you know yeah, but, she, but she's the one who keep, keeps pushing him. Let's go. Let's go do this. Let's go. You know. Yes, he goes out and does things, but to a large extent, that's because that side of the story. I know the land, and this is getting into action decision, but the the you know the whole thing about the affair and and the wife that. Part of the story is action driven because you know she had an accident, uh, and that's what set it, sets everything in the motion. And so the and and the discovery that there was an affair, you know, uh, you know drives them to actions because that's what the story requires. Uh, but when you when you look at him just without, no, I don't think it all requires. He can pick up the phone, and I think it, see a doer will go confront someone will go to someone's house. A beer will pick up the phone. Because you can be whatever you want over the phone. You can change your, your, your attitude. Your, you know, It's not a physical thing. It's literally, is this a physical approach or is it a mental approach? Uh, it's just that he, on a personal level, he does so much internalizing. When, when okay, the grandfather, you know, sucks the guy in the eye. And in the car later, the, 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 the Sid says, says all these other stupid things. And actually, it's Baron, I think, who said, oh, you know, punch him. But, you know, punch him in the other eye. And he doesn't. And he doesn't. He just completely internalizes that moment when, uh, when Sid's, Sid is saying all these stupid things in the car. Uh, he should act, but he doesn't. But is it um, overall story that he's doing? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about dysfunctional families, essentially, in the big picture, you know... Do you think that's part of that? Well, as again, I, I, just, I see so much internalizing that, uh, yes, he does things in the course of, of the story, but everyone does things and bees things, but it seems like his first preference, from what I saw, from what way I interpreted it, is, is that he's, he, he, he internalizes first and acts later. And the, the extent that he does act seems to be from his daughter pushing him to, to, to act, to do. That was but like if when that, to, okay. yeah. when that big... Whatever big honking guy comes over to apologize, like he uh, apparently has done over and over again. Or the surfer guy, yeah. The surfer uh, guy, he's just like, just go get out of here, just leave me alone. Whereas a beer would more internalize him, but oh no, it's okay, I everything's fine, don't worry about it. When he's uh, actually confronting him, uh, yeah, telling him to go away. Yeah, but he wasn't, but he wasn't like changing the physical environment in any way by doing that. He was just, he was just saying, just, just leave us, you know, just. Well, well, remember, you know. Okay, now hold on. This is this is a preference. So the question is, what would he prefer to do? And when, you know, the, the, the ones that are more pure him moments before we get into all sorts of other things, you know, his daughter, he goes, pick, goes to pick up his daughter. 
You know, it's not like okay, send her over. She's old. She's old enough. She yeah, again, because over. the events in the story compelled them to. Um, that's what I'm saying. That that's why I I I believe uh, that that it's I believe it's an action-driven story. And yes, he is compelled to do things because the story requires him to. But it, his first preference, just left alone, would be to. To, to you know, stay at work and, and think about things and try to adapt his attitude, but the story won't allow him to adapt his attitude because things are happening out in the physical environment. So he has to you know, run after the guy. You know, it's like he stops you know, and <laughs> okay, you know, so he hides behind the bush. No, he doesn't. Here's, here's, he could just as easily have said, Hey! You know, and, and made the guy come to him. I mean, right, he doesn't. He, that, and he doesn't. He just like... You know, says, is that the guy? And, and follows him a little bit and assesses Okay, the so here's one thing where he's not compelled. Because uh, his personal issue is his wife cheated on him. So he finds out who the guy is, knows his number, and he calls him up to set up an appointment with him. That's like a, right, a that big is, doer that, That's a doer thing, thing too. I mean, it's you like know... Physically, again, like, trying to engage to solve that problem that he has personally. Yeah, again, but I, because I, I think he's a, he's a, a beer who is compelled to, to you know... But he's doing I, it out of... See, his I think because what you're doing is I think you're... I think that so much of this story is... I don't think that there are two stories. I think it is one story. I think that what you have, though, is you have a lot more characters in the subjective story than just the main and influence character. I think you have, the family is... Is all, sort of all about that, and there are, there are some you know, and if you if you if the story is actually about dysfunctional families and all the cousins sort of fit in a different, you know, it's the same barrel, just a different part of that barrel, because they're all concerned about their you know money and this and that and the other thing. And um, even when he's making that phone call, he's he, he's giving a false name. He's like changing himself to try to. You know, he, he is not putting himself out there. He's he's using a false identity. He's but like making the no, And you even said that if, if he wanted to, you know, instead of, you know, uh, because uh, he wants to actually meet him. Right. He's giving the false right. identity because he knows if he gives the regular, the real true identity, the guy won't won't meet him. In fact, he wants to physically said. meet this guy. He does no. not want to deal with it over the phone. He doesn't want to deal with it anonymously. So I mean, it's a it's a very logistical reason why he's doing that. Yeah, because he does put out there that yeah, when he tells yeah, the story, like if I tell him on the phone, yeah. he'll be able to get away. Exactly I want right. to see his face. And I was right. surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, but statement. I don't know. Is that is that? But it is. Yeah, a, my, a, my question is: Is that a doer thing? Absolutely, no. a doer. Uh, a doer wants sure to be a doer thing. A doer. Look, you know, he finds out. Okay, his wife is is is, uh, you know, has had an accident. He sets up his office at, you know, where she is. You know, he he doesn't. He keeps on doing his the stuff that he. You know, that's the thing is, he's always doing stuff. That's why he's never home. He's never there. As a father, he's not doesn't be a father. He's not. A, he's he doesn't even do parenting things, and that was part of the problem. And that's I think at the end is that he actually is there as his being. He's yeah, a right. he is now has become the father as opposed to just being a parent. I don't know. I just like I said. I just see so much internalizing and internalizing well, you're, you're, when he could be acting instead. You're, you know? Look, you're looking at it. First of all, you're looking at a movie. And so there's going to be physical world and internalized world, especially if you're trying to be subtle and not make everything really overt. It's going to, it's not going to be black or white. It's going to be, you know, some give or take. Yeah. Um, we can leave it alone. I don't, I don't mind leaving that 
there's a door of beer open. I have no problem with that. Um, I just don't. Th I just don't think he is. I think he becomes a beer. Is what it mm -hmm. what it is. I think yeah. he becomes very comfortable, just yeah, being, being dad, being with his children, yeah, as right. opposed to. What am I worrying about? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Because he's mean, always like worried be, about yeah. doing stuff and okay. what are they doing and what are everybody doing now? It's like, I'm not worried about that, you know. I'm well, just, yeah. Again, my uh, I, I see him as a beer at the end too. That, but that that's that you also see. But I was also saying right, fast. Right. Yeah. So it's, that's why I said we can leave it leave it undone. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the nice thing about this is that uh, when you have issues that you're not really clear on, you just leave them alone, because other things you might choose will, will help define that. So, I mean, that's the nature of what dramatic is, is you really try to focus in on the things that you feel very strongly about. Don't stay away from the other parts, but just don't commit to anything in those areas until you see a, things put in a larger framework. Isn't uh, the fact that uh, uh, through the movie, he, he's always correcting his, his children one way or another, but at the end, they're sitting down and they're enjoying themselves, and, they, and he's, he's being a dad. All right, let's go right on. No, no I think that's all. <laughs> you keep on bringing examples of the same story point, and that is the story judgment. Yeah. The story judgment is whether or not the main character is at peace at the end of the story. Yes, if is. they are, it, if he is, it's good. If it's not, right. it's bad. And so, and what would we see? It's, is it a judgment good or bad at the end of this it's good it's good it's good and all of the all of the examples you gave bob are illustrations of exactly that okay so so okay. those were you kept on you kept on hitting the same exact one and it's like i had gotten there and it's like well, hold on all right so all right, all right. so the fact that you know and kissing the wife that's letting okay. that go yeah, okay. the fact that he's not you know pressing the you know the other the, the family members he's like sort of at peace with with the boyfriend he's at peace with all these other people he's and he's he's okay you know with not making a decision remember the whole the decision was to not make a decision mm -hmm. they had a supposed deadline but it's coming up in seven years uh, where something happens it wasn't really exactly sure if they're gonna lose it or what not what or if, or if there's Is the law of perpetuity or something? There's yeah, there's something... There's a law of perpetuity that they have to... Um, yeah, they can't right. keep it forever. Right, right. So, but it didn't say exactly what happens at that point. You know, whether they lose possession of it and it goes back to, to Hawaii or the Hawaiians or what, you know, whatever. It didn't really matter. The point is, though, is that there was this cliff that everybody said, okay, here's, here's the end of it. We have to do it, you know, now, and we can do it this way or we can do it that way. And all he did was decide not, not to end it. You know, let's not, you know, it, and then so we have a story outcome of what success or failure? Failure. I mean, I it depends. It, it's what? it's success, and how would it be failure? Well, it it could if you're talking about the deal, but I don't think that's really what we're looking at. We're talking no, about family. Yeah, you're talking you know, about is the, the family, family going to move? Is hold together? You know, is it is the family going to fall apart because they don't sell? No. Or is the family going to fall apart because the wife dies? You know, um, you know, yeah. There's there's several there's several concerns, and I, I I'm not sure there's one. Just well, a one-story goal. I think the, there's several the, different concerns. There are there are several um, concerns, and the, and it's clear that the family's not going to fall apart when the wife dies because they don't. 
she's she's essentially right. brain dead so at the beginning of the movie. Right. And we find out, and he finds out, and they find out, and the family is not dead. I mean, right. it's 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 on the mend. It's rough. Um, but I think you know, yeah. Is is the outcome on the land sale? I, I feel like it's a success just because um, uh, uh, a decision was reached. In, in, in a sense, it's sort of like it, you know, that side of the story is about the descendants, and they, so they still in the. Uh, just remind me, Dan, what, what does he decide? He decides not to make a decision. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna sell. But they they have a this cliff seven years some on down, you know. And he says, he says there's somebody they have. We can sell it to this person, this developer. We can sell it to that developer. And we've made a decision that we're going to have this family meeting. At which point you will make the call. So then the overall story isn't resolved. Then. Well, I, well, in, with regards to the with regards to the what was sort of artificially set up. It was, but not really. I mean, it was. There was an artificial ending point, and it's really more the limit than it is the out the the, the the outcome. The limit was established, and that's pretty much when the story reaches the climax, and it's it's over. So I think that when the decision is really tied to, you know, the the limit as opposed to whether or not success or failure. Okay. I think that the success or failure is. You know, it's 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 a not a black or white on either of them. I think it's certainly a little more success than failure. And here's here's one of the reasons why I say that. Um, when they go out and they view the valley, and you hear what the cousin wants to do and exploit, and we're gonna put this golf courses here and this and all, you know, it's sort of like they're gonna be damaging this beautiful natural Hawaiian wonder, and and you know. He feels some responsibility for shepherding the their heritage or protecting it, as opposed to exploiting it. And his daughters, you know, say, "I, I never got to sleep down there. I want to. I want to have overnights I wanna there. Go camping. I want to go camping. Right? You know. Yeah, that's right. And so, sort of like that. Those voices are saying, you know, but there's still more of us. There are more descendants that they haven't been able to oh, right yeah. to enjoy it yes. either. Yes. And I think that's, okay. that's that's part that's probably of what I'm trying, and, and also the rest of what I was trying mumbling around trying to say was that I believe that the point of view of the movie of, of the authors is that the more conscientious decision was reached, and yes. therefore the tone of that is is one of success. Right. And again, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very great tone, yeah. but I think it's right. No, actually, that seems very clear. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a it's kind of again very muted because the whole movie's done that way. I mean, that, it's a little more thematic than logistical, but I still feel like the author's intent is to but call it conscious, right? Like choice. paradise, paradise saved. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's kind of what they're they're going for, but only for seven years. Mm -hmm. Well, give them time to figure it out. Well, the thing is, is that it might be saved permanently. It just means that this family won't get to have the right to exploit it from that point on. That's which would sort of mean, oh, okay. I, well, you don't know if it just goes to the state or or whatnot. Um, so it has potential for maybe a greater, greater success or <laughs> greater failure. So the limit was what? Um, well, let's let, before we get there, let's oh, okay, let's sorry. let's go back to our main character. All right. So one of the questions we also have is the main character problem solving style. Is he a linear or holistic thinker? Does he 
does he follow clues to an end, or does he try to look to relationships to understand how things are balanced? He's very linear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally, I see that, I go. Oh, it's not there. I see, oh, I see that, I go. You know? And then when, he, when, it, when it, it, there's a break, it's like, uh, what do I do now? Okay, and until he sees the next step, he can't. And it's like, it's like you know, oh, stop cursing. You know, right. but, then yeah, he, like, but he said he curses just as much as anybody, but he has to, you know, he just, this is what you say to children. You know? And again, <laughs> he doesn't think about everybody's relationships between everybody else, which, of course, everyone else in there is aware of it. Oh, yeah, that's, what's his name's brother-in-law, you know, the, the, the realtor. You know, yeah. so when the sale happens, he's gonna get a big boon because he's gonna be able to be, you know, get a part of all of the sales of all of that. And if there's another, oh, that's the reason I don't want to be selling that one. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all part of the tapestry. But yeah, yeah. I, but I agree with linear, and I, I and I think you know part of where we're disagreeing is a lot of the the actions that you attributed to do or I attributed to linear. So yeah, it's just I think that's interpretation because it's, sometimes it's very hard to tell which you know what to attribute to problem solving style and what to attribute to approach. Right. But uh, so so we're in agreement there. All right. <laughs> Story driver: Do actions drive decisions, or do decisions drive actions? Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, what you're gonna, where you'll see this, you'll see, and if you look at the. Look at the plot. I'm just going to do a very simple. Think of the big, the overall story. All right. Some of this is going to be very familiar to you. There's going to be an inciting event, right? That starts things off. Then there's going to be the act turns. This is the midpoint, right? We just call it one, two, three, four, as opposed to one, <laughs> two A, two B, and three. And then there's going to be a closing event that basically shuts the story down. It basically wraps everything up. If it's a action-driven story, that means the actions will turn each of these points, and that means you know actions drive decisions. So you're setting up the causality in the story. Which of the things that make the big difference in the story? Do actions drive decisions? Decisions drive actions? And yes. Two answers. <laughs> well, there are only two choices, so I guess you got you got everything covered. When it comes to the land use uh, part of the story, um, land use thread, obviously that's a decision deliberation driven story. But when it comes to well, what does it start yeah, with? Uh, they're, well, they're talking about you know the uh, they're talking about well, the, the the land where they where they're going to uh, sell it or not sell it. So that's a, that's a decision. And who to sell it to. You know, yeah. It's not like a specific event, but it's this general no, okay. deliberation going on. Right. Okay. Yeah, and there, there's really no action-oriented inciting incident. This has been something that's been in the works for a while. It's just, it's an, you know, they've known about it. It's time to, to make a decision. So they, they start meeting and deliberating and, uh, uh, and how they're going to do everything. Um, but, you know, but obviously the first event of the movie is is the wife's accident uh, and and landing in the hospital and um, you know so that, that's that's what I'm saying there's two there's you know those two major threads uh, one's decision driven and one's action driven I think so, does uh, that affect everybody or just him personally 
obviously affects you know affects the the uh, the, the the friends and neighbors. You, you know, you've you've got the the you know the Matt Lillard care. You got Brian oh, Spears. Okay. You've got and his wife and and you know uh, uh, not to mention you know uh, the family that the closer family. So you have. I think its action affects the dis drives the decision just because it is linear. So the accident happens. So he goes to the hospital. He realizes he can't handle things. He goes and gets the daughter to help him with the other daughter. He finds out that she, the wife cheated. So then he goes to find out about the, who the cheater was. You know. So I feel like every time something happens, then he goes and it makes him do something else. Right. So Brian Spears just happens to jog past him. You know, and that's another sort of turning point. Right. Yeah. Again, in that thread. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. You know, um, okay. so, yeah, things happen. And you know. turns around and runs after Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, you know, the wife dies and they, they put her ashes in the, uh, you know. Okay, now. So then what's the closing the event water. for action, if it's action? She dies. That, oh, I, I mean, all, that's that's the story. That's the uh, that's the framework of that side of the story is accident to the death and 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 the resolution. You know, coming to terms. You know, uh, with her death, and you know, which again, it's 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 all you know portrayed. Um, you know, cinematically. You know, the the three of them in the boat and you know spreading the ashes and. You know, you get the sense, okay, she's died, we've resolved, you know, we're okay now. I mean, we're okay, and uh, we've resolved. And that's the, that is that story, is dealing with, um, you know, what's happened to Elizabeth. But if, but if the story is a decision to, to sell or not sell the, the property, it has to be a decision story, wouldn't it? Yeah. Unless that's just the concern of the story. I mean that's that's what I'm saying. There's 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 two answers, and I, I and I think there's you know again there's it's conflicting. Yeah. Um, I don't think the movie suffers for it. I think it's it. I just don't know how to analyze it. <laughs> well, how would the story work if we didn't have the descendants as part of it? It would basically be a family drama, right? If you didn't have any of the the big picture stuff that we're talking about that has to do with the land 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 being sold, then it would be about some, you know, we've got him trying to find out what his wife was doing and who he was doing it with and why and how he finds, you know, yeah. resolution, which is essentially what's there, plus you've got this extra layer. Um, I don't know. It seemed, that seems just a little too simplistic. That's why I think it... Because it, it, the... the Big picture there seems to be very much part of it because of the, its family. I mean, it's thematically certainly connected. Are there any to major it. decisions? In, I only, you know, I saw it a long time ago, and I only watched the first like 30, 45 minutes. So I don't. Was there a major decision in the middle? Thing? No. The only decisions, again, the 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 the, the land sale story. I'm not sure. I mean, you could probably go through and and plot out the 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 points to that, but. I, I don't know if there were two midpoints on that story, on that thread. Uh, other than, you know, he meets with it like, okay, we, we, we go out and see, and like, he goes out with the cousin and, and the two daughters and, and goes to view the land. Um, and again, you could, that's, 
that there's probably a this there's kind of a decision or at least it's implied that there's a, a kind of a decision moment there let's go let's go look at it let's just go look at it and so that that sort of furthers the deliberation aspect of that thread is um, it a thing that is it could be a thing that's so inconsequential that it's so the the energy of it, the energy of it is so low that it, yeah. it could be yeah, it no, could be it, one of those ones that could fall either way when we get down to the. the end oh, of it. It, it will be that way. Yeah. Most likely. Okay. All right. So, how about story limit, time lock or option lock? We're leaving a lot of blanks here, <laughs> <laughs> which will make this interesting. So, time lock or option lock? Uh, the the a limit is going to you have a your story is going to come. It's going to sort of artificially be a certain size. You're going to let your audience know it's this big and so that way they know when it's over and they can anticipate when it's going to be over. It can either be you can either have a time lock which is a certain deadline or a certain amount of time and when that runs out then your crisis occurs or the climax occurs or option an option lock where you have a certain number of options certain number of conditions that once they're met you know it could be like it's seven, you know, there's a murderer killing people based on the seven deadly sins. You know when the story's going to hit the climax is right at that seventh one, right? Um, doesn't mean the story's over, but it just means the crisis will happen. Uh, it can also be, another, another way of looking at option lock is at road pictures, you know, it's sort of like space. You've got to cover a certain amount of distance. And as you, get, you keep on getting closer and closer and closer, and eventually once you reach that, that end, that... The, the crisis will be happening. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, that kind of a um, limit. If you don't have the story limit, then effectively um, what the story feels like is that it, you, know, you can't tell when it's going to be over. Or it might feel, oh, it's over. Oh, wait, no, it's still going on. Oh, it's over now. Well, nope, it keeps on going. Or if you feel like, oh, the movie's over, I mean, you really have a sense that it's really over and it keeps on going, it means they probably broke it or did something with it, that's, the, that's a story limit problem. Um, so do we have a time lock or an option lock? And option lock. Oh. There are two reasons. She, Elizabeth dies and, and, uh, and he decides to, to not to sell the property. Okay. No, well, but, but is, the, uh, is the date of the time lock? No, basically it's a... That, that that decision not to sell the property is before she actually dies. Isn't that, isn't that a very specific date? So you know, I can't well, he knows what date. He knows what date they have to make the decision on the sale. Uh, they're already decided what date they're going to unplug her, and then if they could be. Yeah, but yeah, she right. hasn't so, died. So I say time lock. Yeah, she hasn't. Well, the time, the first time lock is. It, see, the thing is, is that. If they added time, is it going to make a difference? So that's that's how you can tell whether or not it's a, a real limit. You can say, here's a deadline, but if it's not really a deadline, if they said, oh, you know, let's kill her earlier, is that going to really, you know, let's pull a plug earlier? Is that going to change the story? Or if, if we, let's wait a week, another day, or let's wait a week. You know, is it going to change the meaning of the story? If it is, then it's a time lock. Um, you know, for instance, in The American President, his, he's got a speech on, the president has a speech on the, the State of the Union. That particular event is really important. It's a time lock. It's a deadline. He can't move it and because there are all sorts of other things that are tied to that, that date, so uh, that you, time. So if you can move the deadline, then it's not a time lock. 
Right. Generally, if it doesn't change the meaning of the story, if it doesn't mm -hmm. affect, just like if you say, oh, there are seven deadly sins, oh, we know, there's that long lost forgotten eighth deadly sin, and, you know. And that would change the That meaning. would change, you'd go, wait a minute, you know, you know, it's, it's, that's not the way those seven deadly sins work. You don't just add an eighth one, you know, or you've got three wishes, oh, no four, no five, no six, you know, that, so it, it will affect it. Um, for instance, in 16 blocks, which of course would be Six, an option block, block right? So it's 16 <laughs> blocks, which they travel way more than 16 blocks. Uh, but there is a 10 a.m. deadline, and the deadline after 10 a.m., the grand jury that has been convened will no longer be, it'll be dismissed. Mm -hmm. So they have to get there by that deadline. Something happens at that deadline that if you miss it, it's... I, it's I bad, think, and I that's think, that's kind of the re reason why we were talking about the we have to make a decision on this date. But, but it's kind of a fake. It's kind of a false. Op it's a false limit because they make a decision. He makes a decision not to make a decision. You know. But, but isn't it well, forced I, by that time, Mike? I think the decision was set by Hollitzer. Like Hollitzer was saying, I need some. I need to hear something. The, the guy that they were going to sell to, he was kind of like, I need to know something by this date, and they. Okay, okay, that that would be it. That would be that would be a time block. That's I mean, because then you have some external force that there's a consequence if you don't. Yeah, that would that would cause to. Time and block. I think, but the, I don't, I don't think in 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 the movie, we're aware, that are aware of uh, the uh, these people. Uh, it has to be the certain day the decision has to be made. It is, but we don't. The people watching the movie are not aware of it. And this is this is another place where you have decision and action fighting, mm -hmm. because they decide to pull the plug. There wasn't a limit time limit for when they they could keep our life support for however long they Well, and it. once you pull the plug, you don't know exactly how long you have, although you, well, you, no, may, but, you make your best guess. No, but, but, but the point is, is that, yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is that the thing, that, the important part of that step was deciding mm. to let that go. Okay. You know? Do we know but, that, um, does the audience know that there are certain dates that uh, it had to make the decision on on the. It's not. It's not clear that the audience is not clear on on knowing that. I don't think. I'm sorry. Um, it, it's actually there's a uh, deadline for to make a decision, but I don't. I don't think that the, the audience is aware of that. For, for pulling the plug. Oh yeah, I don't. No, there isn't one. There's not. There's no. Externally imposed one yeah. that, that I know of. I mean, the closest you come to an externally imposed one is when he tells uh, tells everybody at the party that they right. He says it's coming up. Yeah. Well, they've pulled the plug already at that point. Oh, oh, and oh. He's already yeah, like, yeah. you know, go to you when somebody's came right. to see. Well, then it's go yeah. right. That's now. definitely not a limit then because yeah. that. It does not. The story is not. Does not feel like it's over yet. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that would not be. That particular event would not necessarily be. Yeah, it was interesting that uh, it's like. That okay, would be. You know, that could be, one of the actions that could be taken if it's an action-driven story. You know, if it's one of the options to bring it to an end is that, you know, say you settle everything and then pull the plug and, then of course the death would be the sort of the closing of it. 
as long as he's alive and, and sick, uh, it, 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 it's an option locker. We don't. Well, um, we don't. There, I, there's no time limit for her to like, die. At what point? Okay. But I think the whole family thing is an important part of it. I think that's that is the, the, story. the big picture. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The whole Hawaii land seeding thing. So even though it's not as maybe complex and as well developed as the main character, influence character, and relationship story. I think that's that's just it. There's a time lock. A decision has to be made, and their decision to not the conscientious choice to not make a decision. I think is part of the meaning of it. Right. Regardless right. of the fact that they wimped out of the, I still think. The well, time they lock just decide. They decide not to not to have it exploited. Right. Well, legally there was a time lock when they when they I think the uh, doctor came in and said that there was a, only so much we can do and based on her will. Um, right. After this point, you can see the rest of the island doesn't and care also about. Also, have to harvest her organs and so forth. Yeah, see, I think I think an awful lot of that is really in the relationship. I mean, I really think that that a lot of the family stuff is about the marriage. You know, it's the, the, the 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 there's part of it's in the in the dysfunctional family stuff, but I think a lot of it is that marriage. Because we haven't really been talking at all about the relationship, and I think all a lot of that, you know. Whether or not you let that you let her go, all that stuff, because um, they've really just blended very thoroughly. Um, so no sense of whether it's a time lock or option lock. Time lock. Time lock. Honestly, I don't. I don't I'm not sure. I think it, 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 because they they they're constantly not all the time, but they say, you know, this is coming up. This, this deadline's coming up. Are you ready for that? You've made this decision. Yeah. I mean, they, they are consistently reminding us of this upcoming well, event. Usually, generally, when there's a time lock, a time lock has to be established in the first act, and you have to stick with it. And and as I recall, the conversation with the doctor that set up, uh, you know, that's not we, the overall story. It is the first act. The doctor's not the uh, overall I, uh, story. Well, I, 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 think, I think that, I think that is. I, again, I think there's, I think there's no, like four threads to the objective story, and, and no, they're all like the overall story is the perpetuity thing, which, which is set up in the first act when he goes to that, uh, his daughter's friend's mom's house, and she's laying it on thick, where it's like, I hope you make the right choice, you know, because everybody right, in the right. island knows that this is coming. And he up. has the meeting with the cousins. Yeah. So that is kind of that is already locked. So that's in, all that set up. Know that there's a the date beginning. coming. See my my argument though <laughs> my argument though is that that the, the relationship between uh, you know Matt and 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 Alex is a subjective story and there's yeah you know, definitely fi family dynamics there's the emotional argument but there is a logistical argument to the family situation as well and that is dealing you know the, dealing with the logistics of the wife's impending death and I I, I do think that's part of the objective story um, you know and, and 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 so there's, there's but isn't the the juxtaposition between Dealing with the comatose wife and the fact that they're just—he's just going with the flow—is just really a commentary on the Hawaiian people who've just been a lot of them just going with the flow and whether or not they're going to make a decision to save their land. Well, so it's kind yeah. of you're getting this it's in the relationship it's, story and then in the overall story, what's happening logistically, you know, with Hawaii is like well. Do we pull the plug to, or not? Pull and he says, I don't Hawaii. want to pull the plug on, on Hawaii. Yeah, which is the I, same. And it's I all think interconnected, that's why, definitely. I mean, but I think that's what's the it's, genius it's, of it. It's like that's... Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all there. It's just a matter of 
as you know, analyzing it, where do, what where do we attribute different pieces of the story to parts what parts of the chart, you know. Um, but I, I don't, I don't have a call myself on Skywalker Rock. Can we, can we, can we do something that I think is strong is yes. growth, which usually you do avoid. Yes. But Sandy has to be there when I do that, yes. so I'm not going to do it. So main, we did skip over here the main character growth, stop or start. Yeah, because it is pretty strong, I think. The, this is the idea of you know you've got a character whether they change is steadfast that's one thing but they have to grow to get to the point where they can change or that they can stay the course you know either they've got this um, that huge backstory that they've got to get oh get past and so you have to tear down all those blinders that allow the main character to finally be able to say oh this is what my choices are oh okay. Um, and then that's what allows them to then change. They can't do it without growing. That's what you're, you're talking about, character arc. That's where it comes in. The arc comes in the growth as opposed to looking at where they start and, look, and comparing it to where they end, which is what the resolve is. So there are two different types. The stop is where a character needs to... The, the, the problem for a change character is that they are their own worst enemy. It's like having a chip on your shoulder. Every opportunity where something's, you know, there's a conflict or something, they make it worse. You know, it's like you just need to stop. Don't say anything. You know, the person who always has to have that last word. You know, just shut up. Just let it go and everything will be hunky-dory. But you just had to put your foot in that last minute and screwed everything up. That's a stop character. The start character is the reverse. They're the one that, that hold back. That they they sort of have the hole in the heart. They they um, you know all they need to do is to sort of step up to the plate. You know the parent who who should give that little word of encouragement, but but doesn't. They keep on holding back, and so the lack of anything in there is what causes the problem. So um, with regard to Matt, does he seem to be a, a stop character or a start character? Does he seem to be his own worst enemy, or does he need to seem to be the does a problem come from him doing things he shouldn't be doing and needs to stop them, or is it something where he's not doing something he should and needs to sort of step up to the plate? Start. start. Right, start. He definitely feels like a start Because like when, that, in that opening yeah. line where he says, I'm ready to be a changed man, I'm ready to do the things that I'm supposed to do, he has no clue what that actually entails, and so the whole story is him actually starting. Growing, growing to the point, to point where, where he actually he knows can do that. What he can right. do. He, he, he's got the intent, but he has no skills. He doesn't, and there's an awful lot that he has to grow into. You know, he has to be able to step up to the plate. Yeah, so it's sort of what's missing in his life that's the problem, not what's there. I mean, his absenteeism is definitely part yeah, of that. I was going to say, does he need to stop being an absent parent or start being a present father? In, in the, but he's, he's, sto know. he stopped having an absent parent before, before the, the movie right. started, so that's not the problem. Okay. That's yeah. not where... You know, and the, the difference is, is that it's sort of like, is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? Well, the difference is, is if you look at the glass and it's half full of castor oil and you have to drink it, where's your attention? On what's not there, or on what's there? Fair. On what's there. You couldn't care less how, how tall the glass is. It's whatever's remaining that you're looking at. So that's more of a stop character. You're focused on what's there is the problem. And a start character would be looking at, you know, like one of those thermometers that we need to raise $100,000 and it's only halfway full. Right? Well, where's your attention? It's on that 
stuff that you've yet to fill, you know, your glass half full of money and you need the whole thing full. You know, it's like that the empty part that you're looking at. You know, it doesn't matter how much you've already collected because you've already got that. It's it's trying to get get fill in that last part. So that's sort of a an analogy for that. Um, okay. So now what we're going to do. This is a rather difficult analysis. Yeah. I'm not surprised because he tends to be. Uh, yeah, Alexander Payne does. <coughs> Alexander Payne is very conventional. Generally structure. not. Yeah, not very conventional. It's not but, but it works. <laughs> it works. It's not wreck and Ralph. No, it's not right. But but you know, <laughs> I mean, did we ever do about? I don't think we ever did about Schmidt. Um, no. Um, I think that we, we did do, do side, side. Now, sidewise was very, actually very conventionally structured. Yes, I mean, there was a very clear. But I don't think we did it. Hmm? I, don't I don't think, think we've we done did. sideways. We did election. That was the one we did. Oh, we did that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which was yeah, Matthew Butler? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. And Alicia yeah. Silverstone? No, no. No, no, no. Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. Reese Witherspoon. That's it, yeah. yeah. All right, so if you look at that big chart um, that's got all sorts of stuff going on, the largest or top level is uh, these four. We call this a quad. And essentially, these are the domains, the areas in which a problem can exist. Uh, if you split it horizontally, this is external and this is internal. And you split it diagonally. This is state, and this is a process. So you either have an external, and external state is a situation. It means the problem is growing from the fact that something's stuck and needs to become unstuck. You know, I'm stuck in a room. I'm stuck in an elevator. I'm stuck in an upside-down boat. You know, so as long as that condition exists, it's a problem. Um, as opposed to an external process, which is more, which is an activity. So there's something that's out of control that needs to be brought under control or stopped. So then internally, you've got the equivalence. The interior state is a fixed attitude: bias, prejudice, preconception, fixation. Those are all um, stories. Stories that focus on in that area uh, will be all about those types of subjects. And then a manipulation or psychology, these are going to be um, sort of dysfunctional thinking. So where you have, this is what you think, this is how you think. This is what you are, this is how you act. You know, but sort of that type of thing. Um, or what it is, or, you know, it's the physical elements of it. Um, so what we do is, and, and every story will have everything. The point is, though, is what frame of reference are you using? So we're, we can look at the main character or the overall story. Those are the ones we seem to have the best handle on, I think. Um, and what we want to do is we want to place them on this grid. And what that means is by picking a domain, or pick, we call these, by, by assigning them a domain, you are saying that I'm going to look at that character in the context of this kind of a problem. So, for instance, a state, a situation might be, this isn't necessarily what it is, but I'm just saying, for instance, you know, Elizabeth is dead. That's the problem. That, that, 
Huh? She's dying. I mean, yeah. Right, right. Dying. She's dying. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's... But that, the thing is, the heck that... No, like, I was just saying she's dead, right. which isn't what's in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Just things that... You know, or you've got somebody who, you know, Elizabeth is sleeping with people, you know, she's got, you know, sleeping around, or, you know, that, that for the... This would be for, like, the influence character. Um, the idea is that you... It, it, wherever you place them, it's going to focus on a different aspect of them in the story, and you'll find that you'll get the right combination, it'll explain sort of all of the nuances that are going on. And then is ideally you go down into greater and greater resolution and start to get a finer and finer understanding of what really what's the source of the problem, what's causing conflict everywhere in all in all four threads of the story. Um, and these are the these are the four threads we're talking about, the four through lines. Uh, so anybody have any I, I think that um, Matt King is in situation because he, he's the one that has to make the decision whether he's going to um, uh, sell the property or, or not sell it. Okay. Um, now, remember, that whether he sells the property or not sells the property, that's not a personal issue for him. So that wouldn't be the main character through line, right? That would be more of a, the overall story through line if it was that. Um, that's why you yeah, just be careful about when you look at the, the role of a character in different contexts. So, in this, in the main character, he's Matt King. In the, in the Descendants, he's the what's his the trustee. The trustee, right? So that's and, and in the relationship, he's the father, father slash husband. So in different contexts, he's got different functions. Um, so the trustee. You know, uh, this would. I mean, if you if you sort of if, even though you were, there's definitely definitely don't have any archetypes in the story, but if you were to call him the protagonist, uh, I mean that would that's his function as the protagonist, and uh, and when you see him as protagonist, then you're probably seeing the objective story in situation. Right, and if you look in, if you look over here, on the chart, you'll see that the next smaller. That resolution down. So the so situations are made up of past, present, future, and how things are changing. So those would be the types of things that would be explored if this was uh, if the overall story was in situation. Um, I mean, you certainly have elements of the future. Well, the, okay. the 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 land sale has to do with the future. The affair has to do with the past. Uh, the wife's deteriorating uh, condition has to do with progress or how things are changing, and then the just the the, the family dealing with each other in, in the present moment is the present. So when you look at all those threads, um, uh, yeah, that's why I say you know they they all the signposts seem to be happening concurrently as opposed to one two three four. I I think those are all the signposts of the overall story. And the, and and the different threads of the overall story, um, but they're all very cleanly defined by those four terms, um, and that's why that's why I think like the land sale is only one quarter of that through line of the objective story through line in my in my view, in my interpretation, and then the affair is one quarter of it, and that's again that's the past. So that that's that's my that's why why I found this movie very interesting. Is because it's it's it, it doesn't quite follow the same formula that we, you know, usually see in how signposts are laid out. 
So, anyway. So, that's, that, that is where I would put the overall story. Is in, in a nutshell. Situation. In situation. Did you guys, are you are following any of <laughs> <laughs> Sure not. Yeah. No? Okay. Nope. So Just trying to wait until we get an answer so I can kind of figure out what we're talking right, about. Right, right, right. <laughs> so as soon as we do some of that, I can figure it out better. So what are, I, are we putting names? Like, what are what are we putting in the boxes? We're gonna well, you didn't tell them about the main character. But all what stuff? Not yet. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, so we're putting, like, change or start or doer or linear right. in so the boxes. Look at OS in this, so this would be what we're talking about right now is we're talking about putting the overall story. The suggestion is putting the overall story in a situation. And the situation in the bigger picture is with regard to the land sale is that a bunch of not traditional Hawaiians but who are descendants own a huge chunk of Hawaii and um, what's going to happen with that? Right. Is it going to remain in the family and, and essentially amongst Hawaiians or is it going to be sold off and, and commercialized and no longer be part of the Hawaiian history and culture um, from the, the Hawaiian culture part, the, Hawaiian, the, the land sale part. And the reason it would be a situation is it's not changing. It's, a, it's sort of a condition. Is it going to be, is it going to be ours or is it going to be theirs? Are they going to keep it or are they going to sell it? You know, that's, that's the, the conflict because a lot of people want to sell it, but there are a lot of reasons why to keep it. So. There's, until that decision has been made as to what which way it goes, um, it's it's a, there's a conflict, and so all sorts of conflict grows from that, or potentially does, or um, you know with the okay, I'll just leave it at that. Which now the relationships between these two, between the overall story and the relationship, we have this. This is kind of, this, you're kind of getting inundated with tons of information and with a really duff, difficult story too. Um, some stories are way some story, stories are ways there to analyze, but some are, are even right. Harder, this so. is not a, this is not a simple one. Yeah. Okay, so in, in a relation in, in a quad, there are two two a kind of relationship we call dynamic pairs, where if you look at two of them, they're in a diagonal relationship. They have they represent the greatest potential for conflict. The, between those two aspects. So the, you have greater conflict between a situation and a fixed attitude than you will, say, between a situation and an activity or a situation in, in psychology. So it's just the, the nature of the way the, the content of the, the structure is built. It's built in these, these uh, dichotomies. Um, so the threads, the through lines, have are also paired in in uh, dynamic pairs, so that the relationship through line and the overall story through line are a dynamic pair. So if you place the overall story here, that means the relationship's gonna be down here in fixed attitudes. So it'll be a conflict of attitudes that's, go that's gonna be, would be in the relationship. So the relationship would be down here, which means you have two left, one for the main character and one for the influence character. Um, without saying why, by doing that we already know kind of where it's going to end up. But uh, the, uh, because we chose this one, which was one of the reasons why I don't generally do that. That was easier to choose than 
approach and, was as rare. Yes, that was. He's a doer. If he's a doer, he's going to be up in the top. Right. So these are also a dynamic pair. And you don't need to know this, but I'll just explain it to you. Because the software does it for you. Yeah, this, that's one of the nice things about software is that you just answer questions that you know about your story, and it sort of does its little tricks. Yeah. Um, but you can do it manually, most of it. Uh, so if by answering this question, the main character growth, stop or start, a stop character means that the main character will be in a, what we call a companion pair, a horizontal relationship to the overall story. So in this case, the main character would be here, an activity. If it was a start story, the main character would be here in psychology or manipulation, um, which is why I think you're seeing him thinking an awful lot. I mean... Well, but we haven't... Hmm? No, I, I don't. I don't agree with this. Right. I, 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 but if it, but if the, right. I'm, okay. We haven't made a decision Sorry. yet. I'm just sort of following through. Okay. If the choices, so that Sorry. you would have that would make the main character here and the influence character here. Um, your turn. I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> okay. So. So. This is this is uh, this is the one you were talking. about. You want to argue the other domains? Then? Well, yeah, of course I would put uh, uh, George or Matt Matt in the psychology realm uh, and and putting uh, Alex in the activity realm. Which again, being an extension of Elizabeth, we you know everyone's talking about how active she was, uh, you know, with all her you know uh, at, you know voting and all the, you know she's very active. But but Alex being the main impact character or influence character, uh, she's you know she is constantly doing things. She's getting drunk. She's you know uh, she's grabbing. She's 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 pushing her father to do things. Uh, so she's she's impacting in terms of activities. Just let's do it. Let's go up to his house. Let's go find it. You know uh, and and you know he willingly goes along. But she's the one who's kind of pushing him. But less to his own devices. He would spend more time sitting there, I think, without her. Okay. So that's my argument. All right. <laughs> Jim, you have an alternative. So my alternative would be um, that Matt's personal through line, that's personal to him that nobody else shares, is situation, that he's a second-string parent. Uh, he's also, his wife cheated on him, and that's a very personal thing that he has to, to deal with. Uh which would put the overall story in psychology, which dysfunctional family stories always end up in psychology because it's all about people trying to manipulate other people into selling or not selling to me. and, uh, you know, going about that, which I think, too, when I was talking about the concern of whether or not, you know, that conscientious choice to me is more in the psychology realm <coughs> of how they're going to deal with this, how they're going to divide up Hawaii or not divide up Hawaii or whatever. Uh, the relationship story then would be an activity, which to me is it's almost like The Incredibles, where it's like somebody's cheating on somebody else. The even though she's not physically there, it's the the heart of the story between them is the the activities that she was engaged in and what she was doing and what she wasn't doing with this guy, and then his investigation into what she was doing and all that stuff um, is kind of like the heart of their conflict. And then putting her in fixed attitude, everybody that always talks about her talks about how she's so full of life, how she's something you could never be, you know, she's 
you know, always taking chances, always going out on a limb, um, the complete opposite of him. Uh, and, I mean, if you want to talk about a vegetable, right, a mind story, you know, she's not... Yeah, but what about, I mean, but, there. but you could also argue, argue Alex, I mean, just to help you along, I mean... Oh, um, sure, yeah, but I, mean, I think she's just saying that, what, you know. yeah, what, saying what her, her mom would say if she was in the room at the time. Okay, so did you do you see the the two different takes on it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just from what you guys know, yeah. what are you, what are your feelings on these these two different approaches? Because they're I'm I'm not it it's you know especially when you're analyzing somebody else's work, it's always a matter of interpretation. You know, we're trying to guess their intent. Right, right. You know, it's like what did what do you think the author was intending as opposed to. And, and the more things that you can find that's a, from the, the actual film, if it's a film like this, the more you can find, the better you can support your sort of argument. Right. So do I, either of those arguments that have been sort of presented make sense? I'm tending to agree with the green, I think. I'm seeing more correlation as far as what Jim was saying. Yeah, the, with the, yeah, with the, um, what's the IC? What kind of change is that? Inter the influence Influence change. So influence with character. Alex, I feel like she's consistent. The relationship. The relationship would be the, the philandering and the, 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 the family the and the investigation, the investigation into the, yeah, the event. The boyfriend, all that stuff is all part of that thread. It also connects into the overall story, but I don't know. I can see it either way. Right, and I think that's that's that think part, of part of the problem. Part of the problem is it's, it's yeah. very. It, but he's not psychology at all. I mean, no, no, I don't think so either. I mean, I um, think. Well, I again, looking at him in the first act, he seems real. I, I mean, but just, who's just he manipulating? The or who's manipulating him? There's nobody manipulating well, him, and he's not manipulating anybody else. That's not I mean, a lot of people are well, trying to manipulate. to. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, they're trying to manipulate. Being lied to is different story. than him being psychology. So it's a lot of people are trying to manipulate him as the executor, as the uh, yeah, that's the protagonist, right? But again, yeah. here, I, the, the psychology is more the operative word than manipulation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. See, we had old old terms and new terms. The old term was psychology, which is completely it, appropriate in this context because essentially what you're talking about is dysfunctional families. <coughs> That's when you have problems with psychology and families, that equals dysfunctional family. Um, and you can see the dysfunctional cousins and you can see the dysfunctional small family and then and even the husband, even the, the uh, family of the um, the uh, the Chidi the, or whatever. The Spear family. You used to say, which you don't do anymore, but you used to say, if you took the main character out of this story and put him in another story, what well, issues would with that, go right. with him? And so none of that psychology stuff would go, the stuff that would go with I him is the fact that he's an absent father, that he's he wasn't there, he was off working all the time, which is why she cheated on him in the first place. Well, again, none of the psychology stuff would go with him. See, I, I, I'd still interpret. I'd still interpret that as psychology. <coughs> um, that, um, uh, no, but it's, but it's, but it's, it's literally. He he, he's physically not there. 
that was the problem. He was physically not there, and it's the fact that now he's he's and he had oh no no and he had all this money that he wouldn't give to anybody that he would just hoard and not give, you know. When the the dad calls him out on why didn't you, you had all this money you could have bought her a nice boat she could have <coughs> all this other stuff. Well, see, yeah, I would that I would attribute to ma manipulation from the grandfather. No, no, from but, the Robert Forster character. No, no, yeah. but this is yes, like him the right, right, but it's talking about his his station. His situation in life is such that he's very well well off, and that he, and he's certainly well suited to be very, to be present for his family because he doesn't have to work. He's got lots of money, but he's absent, and you know, and, and that's where that's sort of what he comes in with. And so now he's this person who is not he's a he's the parent, but he's not a father. Yeah, but again, the absent father part of that story ha happened in the past, and and the beginning of the story is now that he's, you know. That's why I said he comes in. The, he's he, a parent, but he's not a father. Mm -hmm. He he right. he exactly. birthed the children. He didn't raise them. Yeah, you know, and there he, he doesn't understand them. So much of the, their lives has gone on, and he's not been a part of it. So he's essentially he's an outsider when he comes in, you know, and that's his. That's what defines him you know that's what causes all sorts of trouble it's also he's also an outsider in the larger family even though he's sort of at the top <coughs> but because he's got so much power everybody's sort of kowtowing to him and that's why down here in, in psychology they're all trying to you know play him and trying to pick his brain and trying to you know and, and he's trying to be all you know i'm not gonna let you read me type type of stuff you know i'm not gonna um he's a beard sort of a game player but but just by you know like playing poker where you keep it really close to your chest he's very much like that in the bigger picture and i think that the, but i do think that the strongest one is that the relationship is an activity because i think that really does explain with elizabeth you know finding out what happened in the relationship it's it's a good portion of this movie it's about ex exploring who it was, why did it happen, how did it happen, you know, what were the circumstances, and, and you know, and, and, you know, island hopping, and, you know, investigating, you know, all these, all these activities, almost all the activities in the movie have to do with that, investigating what happened to his wife, to his marriage. Right. Because the, the, the relationship that she had was all part of what happened to his marriage, to his relationship to Elizabeth. And again, I think with the with the fixed attitude, you know, you even have, you do see his daughter saying, you know, it's like, you just don't understand it. You know I mean? You just, you haven't got a clue what's going on in the world. You know, you, you don't know why anybody's doing anything because you weren't yeah. there. I mean, here's, here's you the thing. Were thing not you were not there. Right. I mean, no, I, I, can, I can easily concede that just because very often the relationship through line and the impact character through line are kind of fuzzed together. And, right. um, uh, uh, and so it just depends on, you know, how you, how you word it. See, I think you what know? happens, I think in the relationship through line, they actually have a lot of characters that are populating that because you basically have an absent an absent character you have populated with all these characters that are represent her represent, right? yeah that are connected or to her, of her yeah that 
basically say, well, why didn't you, rather than her saying, well, you had all that money, why don't you ever buy me a boat? Or, you know, you have her, her father say, well, why didn't you do it? You know, so you're doing essentially the same information, just not her being the one delivering it. But you could easily think, you could easily say, all those things that people are saying about his relationship with her, she could easily have been saying it if she was, mm -hmm. if he was you know, not in a coma. <laughs> yeah. Minor. Yeah. Uh, and also what's interesting, what something else I observed is the, you know, when we got to the you and I are just a light conversation was between Matt and Sid. Right. Right. <laughs> the kid. And, yeah, because he said, "Oh, and you know, and that was my father the... died a few months ago." So, and that was basically a way of saying you and I are just alike. And, yeah. and there was a connection there, weirdly enough, but it, it was it was it was, it was funny. yeah, an interesting it's interesting how the dynamics are spread out. Right, because um, he, you know, the thing is, is that he, you know, he says, you're stupid. He goes, I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and he, he's, he appears to be a certain way, but he's, he's not. Just like everything that, that, that uh, Matt <coughs> sees, he always assumes that these people are different things than they really are. And he, does, he takes them kind of at face value. He's been very trusting or disinterested. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say which one it was in the past. And each time he makes these assertions about people, they show him that they're not what he thought they were, which is part of what helps him grow. You know, that's what has those those. That's why I say this sort of the different these different players act together as a, as an influenced character, not as not a single one. Right. Great. You know, yeah. All about though the death, you know the the the, the, the dead yeah. character, the dying character. She's effectively dead. She just her body's still alive, but the personality is dead. Right. And so, you know, Sid has the most influence on him when talking about death, you know, in relationship to, you know, someone who has died. Otherwise, he's there mostly kind of like his conscience, you know, which is, and and a little bit of guardian, you know, a little bit of help, but mostly conscience, which is kind of you talk funny. Sid? Yeah. Oh, it's also the comic sidekick at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, let's. No, gonna, I, I can go. I can go with that. So I mean, what we're going to do at this yeah. point um, is we're going to bring up the software. Well, so you should probably tell them. I'm sorry about yeah. doer. So then that forces doer. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if the if the overall if the main character isn't an external domain, I mean, we were gonna, I was going to show them what oh, happens okay. in there, but that's okay. If the main character is in the external domain, then that basically means that his approach, his preferred approach is going to be as a doer, so that he prefers to do things, and my guess is that it's, it, you know, it, it, if he feels, well, I'm going to ask you guys, do you think that he feels, I'm going to try to say this without leading it anyway. So there are sort of two ways that you can have a main character sort of fit into the big picture. You're going to have someone who feels like they're very comfortable in, so Matt acting as executor, does he feel like he's very suited, well suited for that and feels very comfortable in, this, in the, the story? Or does he feel like a sort of a fish out of water? Which way do you feel that he... Um, he was suited for it. Yeah, it's, I mean... Being a lawyer and everything, and being able to be the executor for all this, he was suited for it. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, I was gonna say fish out of water because he wouldn't make a decision, and he was waiting on everyone else to come up 
with the decision. Well, so. actually, he had already made a decision at the beginning because he, because he had said in the story that they had got an offer from this one company where they were offering them half a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. However, they had got another offer from this one guy who was a Hawaiian, and it was less. And they were going to go with him because they were more comfortable with him because he's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. Right, but he didn't make that decision. Right, so... I mean, that, that's yeah. where he started at the beginning, but at the end, he well, chose actually, neither of them. Yeah, yeah, because he said he wanted it. That's who he wanted. I don't because think he wanted that at the beginning. At the beginning, yes, he did. He wanted because oh, he wanted that, right. and he agreed with that. Wait, no, no, he no, changed, no. He changed his decision once he found out that this guy who had been sleeping with his wife yeah, was right. actually that's going to get, get money from it. So right. that's when he changed. No, no, but he didn't pick between the two choices. Actually, he had. He had made his no, choice. No, he chose. He chose. He chose option number three. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to choose at either. At the end. At the end. But at the beginning. In the at beginning of the story, he had already made that choice. And now with that choice, he had made that choice, and he was sticking to that choice the whole way through. He didn't uh -huh. make that third choice right. until the dynamic of finding out that oh wait a minute, this guy's been sleeping with my wife. And he's going to bankroll off this if this all goes through. I don't think yeah. it was a one-shot thing that made that choice for him. I think he was softened up. Uh, but it played into it. Oh, absolutely. So, but yeah, that might have that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. But, it was, yeah. but he had been completely prepped for for making that yeah, decision. So I, I, I don't think that was a turning point. I think that was just part of the overall tapestry of mm -hmm. his of yeah. his and ultimate yeah. choice. Yeah, you know, he did uh, seem like. At the one point where he and that realtor friend or the other friend of his went out and looked at the property again, he basically, uh, you know, said, "Well, I'm gonna take a final look at it." Yep. In mind, he was gonna sell. Right, but that was that was in the first but act. Then he takes another look at it, you know, and he kind of beginning to back off. Well, we remember we did here, we went there, and da 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 da. -da. And then at the end, of course, when he found out that uh, the guy, you know, like you said, when he found out the guy had been sleeping with his yeah, wife, don't make a mess. It was, it was, it was a lot of things that added to that. So. Yeah. Along with his youngest daughter saying, well, you know, like, yeah, I want to camp her too. I like this camp there too. So, you know, he kind of made a decision to turn around and backed off, slowly but surely. So, years, I'll find a way to keep the Right. Okay. Oh wow. What? Actually, I'm going to mirror this because it'll drive me absolutely nuts if I have to do it this way. Okay. So. So the story engine. So we said that our main character was changed. In the board. Uh, we it's said that it's a start character, that's right. And we said it's linear. And we skipped, said it was a time lock. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a success hit story. It's a good world story, it's meditation. Okay, so that's where we were. Mm -hmm. Now you'll notice that, for instance, it's, it suggests now that the main character is a situation character. That's the red is. The red mm -hmm. are things that Dramatic has chosen based on, as an implied choice, based on other things we've chosen. Um, and it's also, 
over here you see it also has identified him as a doer. So what we were showing about uh, on the board, which Jim had indicated, the software can will sort of take care of while doing that for you. Um, now I'm going to go to an, another tool we have, which is the theme browser, which is essentially that map. Alright, so, let's see how we're going. I guess that's. I think I'm going to move this back a little bit. And I just unplugged myself, didn't I? Yes, I did. Alright. So um, now what we want to do is if you look, uh, let's see if I change the colors, that'll help. Makes it a little, no, it makes it a little more difficult to read. Yeah, let's go back to the solid. All right, so we said the overall story domain was down here in manipulation or psychology. and main character in situation, and you'll notice in the main character they've got the past, how things are changing, the present, and the future. One of those is going to be his primary concern. It's going to be the thing that is of concern to him from beginning to end of the story. All of them will be explored, so past will be explored, how things are changing is going to be explored, the present is going to be explored, but, and the future is going to be explored, but one of them is going to be the, the concern. Um, likewise, in the overall story, we're going to have developing a plan, conceiving an idea, playing a role, or changing one's nature. All of those are going to be explored in the, in the, the dysfunctional family dynamics. So all, all of that exploration. Um, and the overall, uh, the, the relationship is going to ha have understanding, doing, gathering information, and obtaining. The question is, um, and then down here in the influence character, you've got memories, impulsive responses, innermost desires, and contemplation. And the way this works is when you pick a concern for one of the through lines, it actually picks them for all four because they're all in the same quadrant. So they're either all going to be in the upper left quadrant, so they, on, the, on the chart there, all of the yellows, See the smaller, you know, those yellows of past understanding, memory, and development plan, or the red ones, or the purple ones, or the green ones. So, um, anybody have any thoughts as to where the concerns fall? I know you and Sandy do. So, well, go for given it. this, the given end. this story form, okay, yes. <laughs> I, 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 I can make a prediction. I, but, um, well, go for it. No, you, you go, you go. Isn't he concerned about the future? I'm looking for his concern as possibly either how things are changing or the present. I don't have a strong... No. I mean, to me, past, progress, future, present are, are so strong in, in kind of all of it. Uh, him, his, and everyone else's through lines. But 
I'm trying to, in terms of the overall, putting the overall story in manipulation. Uh, trying to look at developing a plan, or, or conceptualizing, playing a role, or being, which I like that in the context of, of you know, the roles that people play, especially in terms of the family dynamics. It's pretty strong, but I don't know if that's a concern or just a signpost. Changing one's nature, um, which may speak to speak to changing. You know, you're again looking at the overall story context of that. You're changing the nature of Hawaii. You're dealing with you know uh, the future of the land, the future of the culture, the future of the family the as descendants, family. the king right. family. Changing one's nature is is a, is a concern. Um, Conceiving, I'm not sure. Um, the, developing a plan, I think you do see that signpost in there, especially when they're meeting, when they're you know, uh, uh, yeah, when they're having meetings and everything. Uh, so, the land so sale. what happens is, is over the course of the story, there are four acts. One, each act will explore one of these different things in a, in an order that depends on all sorts of choices that you make. Um, go ahead. I just had, yeah, I just had a light bulb. Oh, uh, if you look at the impact character under fixed attitude, I think the two strongest ones are impulsive responses, especially for Alex. But memories for Elizabeth and and the and 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 you know you're talking about how all the extended people who are reflections of the of Elizabeth definitely I, I mean you know memories are I mean when you've got a half dead person here that's going to be a big uh, aspect of that, um, right? But is it consistent from beginning to end? That one, I I don't feel it's there all the time. I mean, it definitely is there. It's just okay. I don't think it's there all the time, right? Because impulsive responses is, seems to be a lot more. Okay. I mean, especially if you think of Alex too. But um, yeah, honestly, I was going there first, but then it, it occurs to me, okay, you know, memories—that's pretty good understanding and the and the relationship story in the past. In terms of what is Matt dealing with most personally, you know, uh, first of all, he has to, to address his past as kind of a failed husband and father. And he also has to deal with the past in terms of, well, you know, uh, he's tracking down this affair that uh, happened in the past. You know, what happened in the past? Did you, you know, did you love her or did she love you? You know, and all these issues revolving around the past, which he needs to resolve. But so, did you love her? Did she love you? Would have more to do with the innermost desires than the past. Um, okay. I mean, yeah. This I, is. I mean. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I can. The thing yeah. is, I can also see the activity, not only doing, but also just gathering, learning, gathering information. Yeah, I, I see a see, lot of gathering information. And in he that. seems to me to be a lot more focused on the present. He's not it's, personally. Yeah. He is. And I, like, I would say at the heart of his issue is the fact that. His first question he asks is, "Does she love him? Is she, which is, is she attracted more to this other person than attracted to me? Mm -hmm. Like to me, the attraction versus repulsion is super oh, strong. Oh, down. Okay, so as what, far as the so issues, what, so and then much, and then also and the I work think conceiving versus an idea works in a real story too. It's, it's yeah, conceiving an idea is what what do we what do? I do? What, what, how are we gonna to me, gonna work this out? That's the conscientious choice. Oh, what are we going to do? And uh, to me, expediency yeah, is... Yeah, once they've got the idea, once we know which way we're going, then we can develop a plan. But they don't. nobody knows which way the executor is going to 
And aren't the issues with yeah. the fan, like, if we don't do this now, then we're going to lose this chance? It's like that's expediency, like, right down, right down the line, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, permission. Need. And, I mean, you have the need, needy the needy cousins, the, you know, the they efficient need their things. Yeah. What should we do? And then as far as conscious for contemplation, you mean? Yeah, for the... For the... For Bye bye. Oh, oh, it's okay. That's great. You're key. You're showing them right there. That's great. So they can get better. Salute. So, um, I mean, I, I personally, for him, for Matt, Matt seems to be really does seem to be focused on the present. He's sort of like. You know, he's been so maybe personally concerned with the future, and he initially is th thinking about the past, you know, what happened, all that stuff. But he's trying to figure out, okay, who am I right now? How, how do I how do I get, you know, from day to day? I, I'm yeah. trying to survive day to day, you know, in this new yeah. role. Because the girls are well, so very much, they, they force him to be in the present. What you just said just describes conceiving and playing a role. I mean, which goes back, you know, goes back to my. Uh, Which one are we talking? <laughs> goes back to my story form of putting the main character in the manipulation. Right, but I, mm -hmm. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it less as a coming up with an idea, as this is his new badge that he has to wear. That's that's why it's a situation. Yeah. He he is the parent. It doesn't matter what he chooses. He is the father. You know, he is the parent of these these children. He is a he ha, he is the husband. He has to do all these things that. He put off on her. right all the, uh, the all this, this family stuff that he's really you know put aside. He now has to be there, and he has to deal with it now. He can't put it off. He can't you know. It doesn't matter how things are changing because he's just trying to he's just trying to survive day to day personally. And also, I think it's it's also about being. I think ultimately, it's about being being able to be in the present. Because he always seems to be, you know, looking at, you know, we get the sense that he was always looking to the future, always trying to, looking elsewhere, mm -hmm. and not being, you know, yeah, being yeah. there. Um, not, not being present. <laughs> um, but on his end, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm looking under conceiving and seeing permission, efficiency, expediency, and need, and, and to me that, that, to me that just resonates so much more with the main character. Yeah, I, I just see yeah. that. I see the cousins with that. <laughs> so so I, I don't see that at all. To me, see, that's still complete there, overall so. story. I don't see any psychology for the main character at all. It's not. See, it's not his problem. Except no, not as a problem. No. I just thought. Yeah, it looks like it's something that's external that's imposed on him. That I think that he feels that it's this status that he has. You know, that's that's another way of looking at a situation because it's it's a, an imbalance between the state of things. And if you've got this elevated status or lowered status that's causing you trouble, that would be a situation. You know, so for instance, um, being the second son in a, in, a, in a country where only the first son gets mm -hmm. any of the inheritance, the second son gets nothing. So being that second son is a real problem. It's and as long as you're a second son, you're out of luck. Unless the first son goes away, then you're suddenly elevated to the first son and everything's fine. You know, so... 
that that would also be a situation. Well, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, if we look at look just at the main character again, this is looking at a zoomed in one of the just that yellow um, class. So we can see all of the different components. It's really kind of it's, it's easier because Key has got it there, so it's a little easier for you to see rather than looking on screen. Um, and if you look in the present, you see that looking in within that, you've got attraction, repulsion, work, work and attempt. And you know you can is work is doing something that's within your known capabilities and attempt is trying to do something that is outside of your capabilities it's beyond what you would normally be able to do so you can easily easily see a lot of that with you know him trying to do with his daughters yeah just just be a parent it's like you know is this something that I, you know I I'm, I'm I've got work where I know I can do this and then I've got this whole other thing which I'm gonna try to do it but I don't know if I can I should be able to, but I'm I'm just very unfamiliar with it. Right, right, exactly, and that concerns him. I mean, that that's a big issue for him. Yeah, it's the whole cross-gender parent thing. It's so hard to understand the other gender in your children. You know, I can understand a boy, but these are girls. It's that. Yeah, that's why right. your, your mom <laughs> was so, so much better at this. Yeah. Right, and I mean, you also, I mean, that you also have that a little bit as a situation is you've got this guy and all these women. Yeah. You know, again. You know, for him, yeah, it's yeah. it's difficult because he's used to dealing with men. Yeah, he's linear; they're not. So, in in looking at the present, what were you looking at in terms of the issues? I mean, we have obviously we have work, attract, attempt, repulsion, what and he sees as the Right. Elements. Or if at least which pair? Is it an attraction repulsion or work attempt? And attraction just means either being drawn to something or drawing something to you. And repulsion is being pushed away from something or other things pushing away from you. So it can also mean, you know, being ugly if people are mm -hmm. being ugly can be attractive. So just being ugly in and of itself doesn't necessarily, you know, mean repulsion. Um, all all uh, of I, I mean, I really like attraction repulsion just because of what I was saying about his issues of whether or not his wife was attracted to him, what led her to, to cheat on him. You know, that's why he was like, does she really love him? Does she really love him? But I think if you look in context of second string, father, now, what is it you said? Uh, Becoming first string. He's, he was a parent, he was a parent but not a father, and now he's, so to me that's more attempt versus work. Yeah, and then with an emphasis on attempt, things that's outside of his comfort zone. Right. Is a problem for him? Like, oh, how did, why isn't the pool clean? I don't know. I think he comes tomorrow, or does he come next? He has no idea how right. to even take care of the pool, let alone two kids. Well, and if you look within, so if we if we zoom in down here, if we looked at attempt just as a, for example, that's made up of four items. One of them is going to be the this I kind of draw. Yeah. So there are four, four parts to that we're going to go find. We're looking for. Ideally, we're trying to find the problem. 
So the problem would be the thing that's actually causing the conflict for him personally, because we're in the main the context of the main character through it. So we have a problem, and the problem is going to be uh, a dynamic pair with the solution. So once you've identified the problem, you automatically know what will solve it. Right. All right. Now there's also another or codynamic pair in there, and that is what we call the symptom, which is the primary symptom of the problem, and then the response. So, for instance, usually if you ask someone what the problem is, they will never say what their problem is because they don't see it. It's the source of their drive, their motivation. They will see. They will say. They will identify the symptom because that's what they can see. People looked at the tsunami as being the problem. No, it was the earthquake. If you can prevent the earthquake, you don't get tsunamis, right? And then the response is the way you treat the symptom. So this is if this is a, if you were talking about you know a, an illness, the the problem is the disease. The solution is the cure. The symptom is the primary symptom of the disease, and the response is the treatment for the symptom. Like a scab, band-aid. Right, right, or, or the you know, medication or whatever. Or, you know, the headache is a symptom and the response is the aspirin. Right. But it does, that doesn't cure the disease. Right. And so the sometimes, and, and the thing is, is that what you don't know, you as an author choose, but what we don't know in general is, is this an incurable disease? Because it's an, if it's an incurable disease, I am not ever going to get the solution. So trying to go after that solution is wasted effort. I and if especially if I'm not treating the symptoms, whereas some you know it's like AIDS is an incurable disease, but if you treat the symptoms, it's a chronic disease as opposed to a fatal disease. Whereas, you know, cancer, you could treat the symptoms all you want, but until you cure it, it's going to get you. Because it will it will naturally lead to death if you do certain kinds, if you don't actually treat it, cure it, you know, get rid of it. So um, in that in the quad that's down below at the bottom, one of them is going to be the problem. One's the solution. One's the symptom response, and the problem and solution are going to be in a diagonal, and the symptom response are going to be in a diagonal. And the, so, so what we can do is when we, if we, if we look at, for instance, this quad here, just as an example, um, we have inaction and protection is one, one pair, evaluation and reevaluation is another pair, and so one of them would be the symptom, one's the, one's the, the uh, response, one's the problem, one's the solution, and just kind of figure out which one is which. Um, so, I'm, 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 br I'm bringing up the explanation so you're, they're sort of as much up to speed as their rather stuffed brains can, can hold. Because <laughs> we've lost you, I know, a long time ago. But It's also like, you should say this is the hardest part of the chart. Oh, absolutely. Really weird words. Yeah, this has a lot of terms that are yeah, not American really touchy-feely. Right. So, for instance, I'll just put, I'll just sort of go through the process. Um, so, if an action is the problem, uh, then his conflict would come from the fact that he 
has been unresponsive, or he is un- unresponsive. Yes, I know. That's I know that's what it sounds like. I just was making a point. Um, if it was evaluation, then his problem would grow from from evaluations that he makes, and and that either they're erroneous or that they, by making an evaluation, it, it causes conflict for him, or by being evaluated. Think of yourself as a teacher who's constantly getting evaluated, just gets really irritated by just like, don't evaluate me all the time. I can teach. Yeah, it's like I can teach. You know, just don't evaluate me. Um, or reevaluation, which would be his the source of his motivation or driver. His problem would be that he's a reevaluation is doing an evaluation and comparing it to previous ones. So you're saying, okay, here's how it was, but here's how it is now. And so you're sort of looking at the change. You're looking at how things are changing, that that nature of, of a, an evaluation. And then you have protection as a problem would be something where maybe you're being overprotective or not protecting oneself enough. You know, so you could easily see, I don't think that's his problem, but you could easily see somebody being too protective or somebody protecting them so that they're they are always been protected and they never really understand the real world, you know. So well, can that, you give an actual example for this uh, film? Like, so what well, that's what we're looking for. So oh, it, well, we haven't got that. No, okay. no, 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 we haven't. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> but we do kind you of think choose, it's in the attempt area, right? I can choose. But you know, oh, I turned that off because I was doing some screenshot stuff. A lot of story form changes. All right. Are you happy? Well, that's your show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, I think what you said <laughs> when you described inaction perfectly describes his problem. Right. I mean, I think that, that his problem was it's, it, it's the fact that he's been completely non-responsive to everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about him coasting along or being, you know... Contemplative. I think the problem is that, you know, people throw keep throwing things at him, and it's really troublesome when he doesn't react at all because that's when the most conflict comes to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not when he. That's not necessarily where he he notices it. He's not going to see it that way, but that's where we see it. He's going to notice it in terms of reevaluation. So. Which when you described reevaluation, perfectly <laughs> described things have changed and now I'm being reevaluated in this new position. Now yeah, I'm the I'm, one now I'm the dad. Why am, why am I supposed to know everything now? Yeah. You know, what, what, what's changed? I mean, you know, you're, you're looking, and, you know, look at the, with his daughter, what she says, you know, it's like, you just don't understand exactly what's going on. You know, here's the way things were and here's the way they are. And, and he's like, ah, that's, how do I deal with this? Okay, so, um, I guess I'm gonna go try to figure out what's going on with that 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 guy, or you know. Um, and what's interesting is that for him personally, he's a change character, so he adopts the solution. A steadfast character never actually adopts the solution. They they maintain their their drive. Since so it's not less of a problem for a steadfast character, more of a drive, because and so they never satisfy that drive because that's what keeps them. Um, but a change character does, and he goes from being in action, sort of father in action, to protective. 
to someone who not only is protective of his immediate family, but also protective of his wife and Hawaii. You know, it's it's he becomes a very, you know, he becomes somebody who is there and is aware and is concerned with keeping things safe, um, which I think is consistent. I think you see it consistently in, in sort of in all of the domains where where he's dealing with personally. He ends he ends up sort of trying to protect the family that, that of the of the. Um, the guy who, you know, slept with his wife. You know, he doesn't want them to find out. He goes in, you know, mm-hmm. fully intending to uh, to do something about it, but ultimately doesn't want that. And so you see over the course of the story, especially since this isn't a, a, a leap of faith story, um, a leap of faith would, you'd have that, okay, do I, is it inaction or protection? Inaction, protection. Oh, I guess I'll go protection. It's that kind of a decision. Um, it's more of because this is a more of a a, a a changed character. You're gonna see little bits of the solution pop in and then fall away. So it's like testing it out a little more and a little more over the course of it. And then at some point, there's sort of this tipping point, and it feels like it's going downhill. But there's always the possibility it could tip back until finally there's this moment when you know, okay, he's past the point of no return. It can't. He's not gonna change back. Because that's the one thing you always have to be very careful about, is that you create a character who you feel like, okay, in the next movie he's going to be back the way he was, because it wasn't really a change. It was just sort of a, you know, a, a temporary blip. And um, that's that's how you do it, is you have them adopt this entirely sort of counter position. And then if you have them coming back the other, as, the way they were, it's going to feel like, what happened? You know, they, they're actually... Have, grown into this new new place and you sort of just erased it. It doesn't you know, that doesn't happen. Um, works in sitcoms. Right. Well you usually you usually don't have the main character be changing all the time. You usually have the guest star of the week who goes through the change. Mm-hmm. Or or when the main character changes it's in it's 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 in a very light way. So you can still hit the reset button for next, you know, I mean... Right, you or know. you can just do the opposite. You can then turn it around and unchange it, mm-hmm. change it right. back, right. you yeah. know, because... New circumstances, new situation. Right. But in order for the, the, you know, any given episode to have a heart, somebody has to budge. And what Melanie used to describe it for, for TV, you know, uh, episodic TV, it's not so much change and steadfast, it's... Uh, less steadfast or more steadfast mm. is really a more accurate right. terminology for those for episodic within an episode. Somebody's less yeah, yeah. Budgets like you look at Sam and Diane. You and know, we, and, and if you especially if you budgets, want to look it up for a really long arc, you can say, okay, eventually they may eventually change, but it's a very very slow way to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, now you'll notice up here. I didn't show this to begin with, but it started off with, it we're down to two story forms. We started off with 32,768. So the idea is, is that you want to try to find the one story form that best describes what you have in mind or what you're seeing. Um, I'm not sure that we're there, but the, the, and when you answer that we've gotten down to single story form, that's actually sort of the beginning of the process, because all you're saying is I've been able to identify things I already know, right? Which is helpful. It's it's helpful to identify things you know, but you already know them. 
you know, that just that just helps clarify maybe things that you know. What you really want to then do is you have to go in and test the things that you didn't choose to see are are those present as well. Because it's easy to be wrong, you know, on any topic. It's easy to be wrong within a single frame of reference. But it's extremely difficult to get it wrong with all of the different contexts if they all work. And that's one of the sort of nice things about dramatic is it, it will, you know, even if you've got your own blind spots, which we all do, and your own biases, which we all do, it'll help correct for those. It'll help sort of move you into a more rounded way of looking at the entirety of a story rather than just the parts that you're comfortable with. Um, and so it says that we ha still have two left. We, which one is it? Uh, gee, it's either action okay. or decision. Wait, can we do the benchmark thing? Yes, we can do yeah. the benchmark. Okay. Sandy can tell us what the benchmark is. Right. What our choices? Okay, so Either understanding or doing. All right, so smartass. <laughs> so see, some some people can just do it in their head. So, um, yeah, I know you could. Um, not necessarily all of it, but pretty much. Pretty much. One of my brain is functioning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not right now. Right. So what is? See, all of these, all of these different things. We call them story points, and each one is a part, a place in the story where an author can sort of peek through and see what the audience is going to see, and so they can either identify it or set it and say, "I want this, this thing in this context to mean this." And my audience will, in fact, read it that way. Because most of the difference between where the author and audience is is pretty obscure. You know, there's all sorts of chatter in between. But these little story points are, are kind of little nodal points that, have, that are um, transparent through the, the story in between them, right? The communication. And so the different um, story points, there's, there's about 83 of them or 85 of them. So there's quite a few simple ones like the dynamic questions. Those, each of those are story points. Those are not structural. They're not the things. They're the sort of the forces that guide the, the growth and development of the story. The structural elements or the thematic elements, the story, the story points that, have, that are in, in pretty much the rest of them in here, which all have to do with the structure, they're actually sort of pieces you know, that you place on the on the structure to get a sense of how things fit, kind of like building a skeleton. And um, so one of them, this is a long-winded way of getting to this one that we were talking about, which is the benchmark. So each of these four through lines, you see we have the overall story, the main character, the influence character, and the relationships. So they're all four domains, and each one has all these different story points. Um, the benchmark is one of the story points that allows us as the audience and as author to see how the, that through line is progressing from beginning to end. So we can sort of get a temperature of where we are in the pro progression of the development of that through line. And um, so, which we were thinking, main character or world story? Oh, they're all, I can't decide. Okay, either one. so which would you feel more comfortable? Uh, I want to see what the two benchmarks are. Okay, uh, so in the, in the for the main character, we have the choice of... No, no, that's the overall story. Sorry. That's the overall story. Sorry, overall story. We have um, developing a plan or playing a role. So one of those two is going to be 
progressing, and we're going to see how far along this is, and I think you're, you made a certain argument for one of them, I think it would actually be pretty good. Um, and then the main character, the benchmarks available are the past and how things are changing. Um, I think you made the same argument. You made a good argument for that one. We'll do the same one. So. Well, yeah, I, I mean, in terms of the change. Okay. Okay. Now, so what we can do, and that wasn't where you were going. Uh, that's all right. So what we can do is we speak. Yeah, we, we, we choose how, how things are changing. And this is my first instinct. You know. So the nice thing is, is that whatever choices you make, it's really easy to unmake them and test it and see does this work or does this work. So what this does is this makes it how uh, playing a role in the big picture. Um, and down in the influence character, impulsive responses, and in the activity um, of the relationship, it's it's doing. So what are they doing? It's no, going it's to do. Be the other. And it also makes it an action-driven story. Um, mm, okay. If we have it, if we try the other way, we can look at it. So now we're the main character. He's looking at everything in terms of what happened. Some things, stuff in the past are digging up the past. And the more that he's uncovering or the more he's letting go, whichever way you want to look at it, because it can go either direction, um, would be what, how far he's progressing in his development. Uh, in developing a plan would be in the big picture. Memories in terms of the influence character and then understanding in the, um, the in the relationship. Yeah. So rather than it was, it was doing doing, so in the relationship between Elizabeth and um, and Matt, if if understanding is the benchmark, that means sort of like the more and more Matt and understands where their relationship was, where how it went wrong, how he was a part of it, what part she played in it, it, you know, you can see he, him sort of healing the relationship that had broken, and that even though she's dead at the end, um, they're at peace, you know, and I think that's, it seems to be much more... The, the like, more understanding, the less he's concerned with, or the less the relationship is concerned with digging up more bad, bad, blood, right, bad right. information. Right, right. Right, so that's uh, as he gets you know gets more understanding. It's less of yeah, it's less about the past or the learning about learning. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he doesn't need to gather more because doing doesn't make sense. But there, it it, they it could, do. but it, I don't think it does. I think I don't get the benchmark thing exactly at this point in time. So it's super complicated. Yeah. Well, the, ben, the, benchmark, yeah. the benchmark. Here's the thing. Benchmark become okay. The hard part is is that you've got okay. Of those four concerns in each through line, one is the the concern that is the spine of, of the through line. That's you know from here that's to consistent. here. Does it you know is set up that, that we're going in a particular direction? We're going to be successful. This is successful there a payoff here is the question. Right, and then we got and it's then kind we have like a, like a through line goal. It's kind of like, yeah, that's yeah. that's what the concern each, is. Yeah, each it's, it's a specific goal. So the goal is either kind of successful or not, or happy or sad or whatever. Uh, so there's a conclusion to that concern, and you have to pay it off. But you have a benchmark that just as the story progresses closer to that resolution, it become it feels stronger and stronger and stronger, okay. and sometimes even overtakes the concern in terms of its sort of energy on screen. You know, its emotional energy, 
the same time, you also have the all four concerns playing out as signposts. And so it's very hard sometimes to separate, okay, what's like the benchmark and what's like signpost three? You know, so uh, four other uh, items are possibly running parallel or intersecting. With right, they're yes. all intersecting okay. at all times. Okay. Yeah, and, so, and, they're all, and they're all running parallel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the benchmark is something that just takes on, uh, it's, it's not the central concern, but it's something that takes on more and more emotional resonance uh, as we get closer to the end. Okay. And that's that's why I was leaning toward the past as uh, even though I still feel like action is the driver, but uh, but the, but in terms of the main character, if we put the main character in situation, uh, that emotionally speaking, what becomes you know he's pursuing the past more and more. And it's not just about the the affair; it's about sort of resolving all the past issues in that yeah in that yeah exactly and moving on uh, beyond all the shit that happened. Um, but putting the past behind them, um, okay. even if it, you know his his central concern as a main character is how do I sort of live in the present moment with these girls and this family dynamic, but but the past really takes on a strong resonance. Now, so, what what you see here is um, a couple things. Now, we were talking about whether they're the fish out of water or they're comfortable. At least in the, this in this story form, when you have a doer in a decision story, they're going to be less comfortable. Their approach is, "I'm going to got to do something," and yet, in the bigger picture, decisions are the things that move things forward. So they're going to be reluctant or feel uncomfortable because the way they like to solve problems doesn't really move the bigger story. Um, and, uh, you know, which is, I think, where you see him being very uncomfortable making decisions. I mean, he really doesn't like to make decisions at all. He, uh, he does. I mean, he, he can be decisive, but he, it be it's like it's pushed till all the actions are uh, taken. No more action will work. It's like, okay, kind of like with, you know, making a decision to let his wife to pull the plug. It's like all of the things that could possibly happen and everything that could get to that point, and it's like, okay, you have to decide to pull the plug. We can't do it without you that without that decision. And of course, once they, he decides, then they pull the plug and he lets everybody know you need to go see her because she's gonna she's gonna die. We don't know how long she'll be around. You know, so all this activity happens after the decisions are made. And I think one of the big decisions that are made in the beginning of the story when his daughter decides to tell him about the affair. Right. That, I think, yeah. is the inciting event. That kicks that. Kicks that That's the, because you could you could start without, you know, you without any of that first part, that. except it sort of sets up where he is. Yeah. But when she decides to reveal that, because it's clearly something she chooses to let him know. She, she hasn't been, up to that point, she has not let him know about that. Right. Um, when she so chooses to do that, to. what's the first thing he does? He acts. Right. You know, he he goes and he confronts his sister-in-law and and, and and you know you know about it. Who is, is this person? Sister? Is it sister? I thought they were just friends. friends. Oh, I no. thought it was. I thought it was a relative. No, I think it's just friends. Best friends. Best friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. The best friends. Oh, that's right because she can't talk to him anymore. Her 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 husband can't talk to him anymore because right. 
Is there, can you uncheck success and not have it change anything? Or change stuff. It's just ah, there. That's just interesting. There. Oh, oh, yeah. Because, see, I wonder, because this is why I'm asking. Because if the problem is inaction. Okay, so if it's failure, let's just see what it does. The problem is inaction. Does it change the signpost order at all? I'm sure it does. Because um, I have a, a reason why I'm So what we would do is, let's go back to the, the theme browser if we want to see the act order. Can't, isn't there on the fancy signpost thing? Yeah, but you can't make the change back and forth, whereas you can make it here. Oh, okay. Well, it's hard to see it, though. Yeah, okay, fine. So if we do it as success, which is what we were talking about, um, this is this is the order of the items as they're explored through the benchmarks. Yeah, the benchmarks. Does it change? Where's our main character? It's over here. It goes this way. Got to reverse future, present, past, which is really good because he ends up in the past. Right. So then, if you change it, change it to um, failure. Can you change him? Yeah. It didn't change him. Actually, that, that didn't change. Actually, go back, go back, and, and click other uh, either. If you if you un if you just don't make a selection, oh, right, what's, right, right, right. what's what's still open? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, it, it flipped the middle axis of the main character. It did. It was okay. Because I wondered, because if it's inaction protection, are they enacting at the end, or is he protecting Hawaii at the end, overall story wise? Protecting. He's protecting. Yeah, him. that's why it's success. Okay. I mean, that's not why it's success because obviously. It's I didn't know if him not making the choice was considered inaction, and that was. No, because what he did is he decided to he decided to protect the family and well the family. Okay. And Hawaii. Okay. You know the kings in the last you know because it it and also you know the it's represented by the, his children and their other children and stuff. But so it's it's kind of the. It, it was a bit of a kick it down the road solution, but it ended. It we ended the conflict. Right. Okay. The, the situation was Can't no longer there. The offer, effectively, was okay. denied. So there was no no more. And, the, and the cousins offer. were going to have to basically reorganize to try anything else. I mean, right. If they were going to swim oh, okay. or whatever, but that's yeah. a whole different. Effort. Kind of left that up to the imagination. That's, the that's descendants another, too. That's story. Right. Yeah. Um, so. So what, what you do at this point would be to look at, for instance, the um, go in and look at the story engine settings. And this is just a listing of all of those story points that mm -hmm. they're in it. And you can print them out and they'll print them out in that form. And you go through the process and say, okay, now, how do I do? I see this in my story. If you were writing a story, you could use the story points window, and literally just start filling in the blanks. Um, okay. There's there's another the, there's another actually easier tool. The one that if you you're going to use if you're just new to this, and that's the the story guide. This is sort of the handheld question by question, topic by topic, tons of help, tons of definitions, everything you could possibly want. Um, we've been using sort of the expert system because it's a, it's a lot faster and you can um, see the effects of your choices as you make them as opposed to sort of having the myopic view of let's look at one topic at a time. Um, 
so there are lots of different tools for different purposes. Um, but the, the story points window is where you would go in and start to sort of fill in, okay, so how, how is the overall story psychology or, or manipulation? Or my main character, why, why is he what, just defined by his situation? And, and sort of picking and choosing the ones. And, and ideally, the way you, that's the way you test to make sure that the story form is fully accurate, is that you can go through and find things. Um, you'll find it's not very linear. You won't know, be able to go through in order and fill in the blanks because your understanding of the story generally won't work that way. But you don't have to. You can go any which way. You can you can start at the middle and skip up to this and to the main character and the relationship and sort of skip all over the place. It can also be very. I, I think it, it can be also be very productive to just have the have the self discipline and say, okay, I'm going to fill in these blanks. I'm going to you know I'm going to take these terms and put them in a sentence. Related to my story, and, and, and for, you don't have to fill in every blank, but force yourself to fill in a good number of blanks so you can make those decisions. You um, know, I, sometimes that can be a very productive exercise to sort of, you know, make yourself right. fill in the, the blanks. There are, the story guide, there are actually three different levels. The level one and level two are the only linear tools in the program meaning they're designed to go in a, in a specific order and you really shouldn't skip any steps, um, except for filling up blanks. You can always, fill, always skip to fill up a blank. Um, but all of the other story, all of the other topic lists, each of these are on the left are lists that have questions. You can just pop around from whatever question to the next one in any order you want. Um, well, I do t take it back slightly. We do have a couple of specialized ones that are for dramatic for screenwriters, they're kind of designed in a linear fashion, but um, they're, they're, I wouldn't go there until you've sort of gotten a lot more familiar with dramatic app before you go there. Story guide level one and two, most people feel very comfortable about. Once, you've got a, once you have a story form, then you can go sort of up around anywhere you wish. Do you have something like um, on your website, Dramatica, that is um, kind of like a not, not a tutorial, but a, a, a getting started type thing. Um, an example, like if I if I clicked on it, oh. I, would, I would kind of take a movie or some maybe it's a common movie that we all knew and kind of break it down for someone so they could just see the process. Oh, we have it comes with yeah. sixty eight oh. examples. Oh, you do have that. Okay. Yeah, and they're and on they're on like, dot com too. Um, so you could actually just look at it if you don't already have the. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Because all of the blanks are filled in, and you know everything is there. So all the explanations are there. Um, and there's, you know, there are films, plays, novels, wow. a couple TV shows, um, you know, some Shakespeare. Go back to brush off the cobwebs off those memories that you had from way back wow. when. It's about 269 now available website. Oh, on the story forms, yeah, both, yeah, from but the ones but not that, illustrated, not illustrated, <laughs> right? But there are there are a, quite a number of them, <laughs> as as we know. Um, and this will be up for soon, right? Yeah. Oh, so you've, you've you've been playing around with the new site? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Excellent. actually, no, no, that one. I haven't done the beta yet. But you do no, know. I wonder no, why no, you no, didn't no. Be, why you weren't bothering me about it. Yeah, I put it up there. Okay, I'll have to look at it if you want. Show Okay, so show them now. Sure. So, um, well, let me just uh, so yeah, you know. I, I hope we didn't scare you up. I know this is an awful lot for. Yeah, you did us, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, we, we picked a rather <laughs> subtle film. 
It's very, very difficult to dissect. And because um, there's there's a lot going on, and and there's yeah. and and there's just very slight differences in how we're viewing it, and that's why we have you know disagreement. But it? but it's all there. All the pieces are there. It's just you know uh, uh, putting the pieces you know into a particular jigsaw puzzle format that could go in different. Oh, you, you mean different? Directions. No, you, oh, our side. Oh. I thought you were talking about your site. No, no, mine. But I, can I stop yeah, the podcast? Oh, yes, yes, of course. What's your yeah. site? Oh, wait, I think I paused.